There we go. Good evening, and welcome to another episode of Writing the Nerds. Man, your voice is just booming. Like, <laughs> it's like loud and great. Yeah. No, it's wonderful, for especially for this, you know, we're just sitting in the living room. <laughs> so I'd like to introduce myself. I'm Ray BG, and I'm going to go ahead and let the OGs introduce themselves, and then I'll go ahead and introduce us to the topic of tonight. I am Kegger, and with me as always... Uh, Cody the Ginger. Uh, Ray, I did actually have a, a caveat for you. My dad actually came up with this when he heard your name. We should just call you Ray Shao Ghoul. Hey, that's <laughs> Ray BG was just on the spot. But Ray, Ray BG, no, like, I like I Ray BG. That flows. Like, I do too, and it felt very uneventful following that. Right, like yeah. Ray BG. That was, uh, <laughs> wow, yeah, I kind of feel held down. Uh, I mean, I, I can't do anything. Like, if I use part of my last name, like the tooth. What, <laughs> Cody, <laughs> the tooth. What, what does that do? Like, oh, you kind of have I, like a side, like a side, smaller character, like comic book hero name, like oh, yeah. Cody the Tooth Man. Yeah. Right. It's like, I guess it works because I also have Ginger Vitus. Ginger Vitus. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Oh, oh, we are here with Writing the Nerds, bringing you another wonderful episode. During this time of, I'm going to go ahead and say self-quarantine because we're not like really quarantined. We're just stay home. Right. Order. And obviously we're all against that right now because we're together. Okay. It, you know, it, hopefully we can bring some entertainment to some people who are stuck and going a little start crazy. So let's do a bit of a public service. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. I'm looking and, at it as. And there are guidelines. So as long as we're within those guidelines, we, we should be fine. Yeah, there's only, what, four of us here counting yeah. your, your, your mini-me back there? Yeah. We're social distancing like crazy. Yeah, <laughs> we're at least, I don't know, four and a half feet away from each other. Play a game and pass the Purell later. Right, right? yeah, right. I mean, we should probably just have Purell on the spot, but anyway, uh, Ray, what, what what are we getting into tonight? So tonight, guys, ladies and gentlemen out there listening to us, we will be talking about The Mandalorian. Woo! And, um... Yes, yeah, Star Wars. Um, I, I call it Star Wars. Um, Extra Star Wars light. It's basic Star Wars light. It was the Mandalorian was meant to be like a short, um, but the way they filmed it, it sort of merged short and TV. So um, one of the things about Mandalorian um, that I liked that I took from, and I thought that it was one of the better Star Wars shows. And the reason why I say that is because it, it was a, it had a it had an awesome. Um, supporting cast and an awesome main cast. And what I mean by that is you had characters, you had actors that, that have been in things recent and they've been in awesome things. Let's take, for example, the Mandalorian himself. That's, Pedro Pascal. There you go. Yes. And then we had Carl With Withers who played... Uh, what was his name? Um, uh, I can't remember. Apollo! No, I, I always want to call him Dylan. Predator. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Wow. I mean, Apollo Creed. Yes, like the dude's been everywhere. Call, yeah, Carl Weathers. He played in in, in the Mandalorian. Um, Griff Carga. Yeah, that that's his, what it was. He was basically the, the the guy who gave the bounties to all the bounty hunters. He was kind of like somewhat like the Jabba the Hutt in this. He series. was. Yeah. Um, and we, Cody and I, have talked about the Mandalorian. Not not at any kind of length, but we have made sure that it is known that it is so good we don't deserve it. Yeah, if you have a love-hate relationship with Star Wars, this is the love. Oh, yes. like, this is Absolutely. where that comes in. Absolutely. And, I mean, it, it's just... Everything about the show was just kind of jaw-dropping and just inspired. Like, 
I remember watching the very first episode. I was sitting there. I was like, man, I don't know how this is going to be. I didn't know Favreau had made it. We've already declared John Favreau a magnificent bastard. So we're going to have to figure mm. one out for tonight. I we, think I might have one. All right. Okay. Um, yeah. So we've okay. already got Favreau as a magnificent bastard for kicking off the the Marvel, mm-hmm. the, the cinematic universe. Um, and then I think we did touch on his magnificent bastardry uh, about the Mandalorian. Well, he's like Disney's go-to guy for everything. Like right now, especially. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. If you want a live-action remake done, get Favreau on the phone. Oh, you right. Want, you want some Star Wars content? Shit, I got Favreau <laughs> on the back here. Let's see what he's got. Right. Um, you know how much power he has to have to tell marketing, hold off on the Baby Yoda merchandise. No, kidding. No, that is kidding. true. But yeah. I remember watching that first episode, and I'm like, all right, this is good. And it kind of did make me feel like we were watching something out of episode four, A New Hope. Right. Everything was dirty, dingy, used, kind of like we were used to, kind of felt lived in. Uh, and then not only that, it's the seedy side of Star Wars, which I've always kind of been drawn to. It was oh, always this kind of yeah. like underhanded, dirty, dark feel that I, I felt like, especially with the prequel series, they threw away because everything was bright and Star Trekky in the the prequel series. So I, I think you hit on something that's very important. I think that um, the reason why it gave you that feeling was because in most all the Star Wars, they talk about the Force. Mm-hmm. And in the first episode of The Mandalorian, you didn't really... The Force didn't really exist. You talked about the Mandalorian. You talked about a set character and, 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 and his group of people or the, you know. So there was, no, there was no real use of the Force. And I think that right now in the old episodes and in, in the, in the current new ones that the Force is sort of overused. Yeah, it is. It is kind of like a crutch. Yeah, uh, which I'm glad that they're telling Star Wars stories where you don't have to use the Force. It really doesn't. Like, in, this lo- in the grand scheme of things, you can have an incredibly awesome character that has zero Force connection, and they proved it here. Oh, absolutely. Um, but, I mean, especially because, especially with the sequel series, I felt like damn near everybody had some kind of Force sensitivity. Yeah. sensitivity. Yeah. Um, uh, Finn. I was really hoping to see a Finn Force something or other, because Finn definitely could feel things, and he, he knew something was up. Right. But as it goes on, you're like, God damn they Force-sensitive, too? Fuck, are they Force-sensitive, too? Jeez. I agree. The short answer is yes. Everybody. Everybody. It's like, you're just going to get, like, I can't remember J.J. Abrams' friend who's in all those movies. He played, I think his pilot's name, like, Wex, I believe. He's random. Like, I figured you're just going to get a random scene of him just, like, pushing pebbles or whatever with his hand. (laughs) You know, so... But uh, going back to the griminess of everything and that kind of... The seedy, yeah, underworld kind of feel of I, it. I think the two distinctions were supposed to be made, that the Republic was bright, hopeful, everything ran well, kind of. Kind the, of, The Republic yeah. kind of sucked, like truthfully, in its original incarnation. But then the decay of the Empire came along. That's why all the rebel ships look cobbled, well, aside from the fact they're fighting a rebellion, look cobbled together like random mishmash of crap that just kind of had there. And even in the outer rim, like you could see the decay that came yes. from yeah. the empire's influence, which is still present shortly after the fall. I haven't rebuilt yet. Right. The only real CD thing I can remember from the prequel series 
was when they're filing the changeling that tried to assassinate Amidala. Oh, yeah. And they go into the bar club thing, and that one dude with the little antenna <laughs> is like, you want to buy some death sticks? And Obi-Wan's, you don't want to sell me death sticks. I don't want to sell you death sticks. You want to go home and rethink your life. I want to go home and rethink my life. And he leaves. <laughs> like, it was one of the best scenes in that movie because I watched that movie. And um, and then I think the next one was when he goes to uh, he goes to try to find Camino. And he goes to talk to the chef guy at the diner. It was kind of dirty and dingy a little yeah, bit. Like right. a diner, you know. Right, exactly. There's like traffic, dive, you, know, you know, people are here. I think episode two highlighted one other great thing that kind of was a throwback to episode four. Don't fuck with Obi-Wan when he's trying to have a drink. Right, no go. kidding. Obi-Wan yeah. likes his drinks. Anytime <laughs> he's at a bar, you are likely to go missing a limb right. if you come up and try and start some shit. <laughs> like, it's just plain and simple. And they sort of segue that, in a sense, um, in the Mandalorian episode one, because um, the Mandalorian, you know, it starts off with him going to a bar. Cause oh, he, yeah. has, he has a, a mark. And this mark apparently is being beat up because he hustled some people that he didn't pay up on. Yeah. And as soon as the Mandalorian walks to the bar, this guy, this alien guy, I don't know if he had a name, descriptor, whatever. Anyway, he goes and he says, you spilled my drink. But, of course, he's speaking in his language. And man, you don't know whether or not Mando understands him or not. He just sits there, you know, stoic. And then the next thing you know, um, the, guy, the, the bartender was translating. And he says, here, here's your drink. And the, man, the Mando took the drink and basically like started kicking butt. So... Yeah, that, the only episode of, of this that I rewatched was episode one, um, just because time and I'm really in a, a breath of the wild hole right now. <laughs> it's a good hole to be in. <laughs> it's, it's fun. Um, the, the, yeah, the first episode was the only one I got watched. Uh, I did watch the whole thing, um, but I did want to touch on uh, some of the fun stuff that we did see in episode one. Uh, the, not not mm. episode one, the first episode. Yeah. Um, one of them being... Uh, you definitely get this underworld sense of there are Mandalorians everywhere. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know because I don't know how much one plays into another. I know that Rebels is supposed to be uh, canon. I know Star Wars The Clone Wars is supposed to be canon. Um, but then again, they've cherry-picked stuff from both. Like, oh, well, this works, but this doesn't, and stuff like that. And I can see that. I mean, going, especially going from an animated series to an act live-action series, um, and especially with my brain in design and production, where you, one of our projects in college was to take a comic book and write a paper on how we would translate it to TV, right. what would stay, what wouldn't. Right. So anytime you jump from one medium to another, there are things that just don't work, like... Yeah. Harley Quinn's actual costume yeah. doesn't look good when you put it in the real world. Right. So um, there are things you have to do. Do you think and, they took all your guys' papers and sent them to Hollywood? Like, here's Oh, I would doubt it. Actually, my uh, my professor actually said that um, if you have an idea, put it out, and if it gets stolen, it was a good idea. There you go. You know? <laughs> like, um, so, I mean, it was pretty much, I think everybody in Hollywood plagiarizes everybody else. Yeah. I can see that in the current movies. Right. Um, but um, to speaking to what you're saying, yeah, no, I, I, from, from me watching everything, I think that they did um, mix in canon with some new stuff. So, that's yeah, I'm I fine think. with that though. Yeah. Um, it, but the the problem I'm having is like if anybody's watched Clone Wars, and I haven't seen the current season going on or the final season that, that Disney Plus is putting out right now. Um, I will get to it eventually, but uh, I have watched all of uh, everything that was out up until the new stuff, and then Rebels. 
And there's a very rich history with the Mandalorians. Um, And most of the time, they don't have their helmets on. And these Mandalorians seem like they will die before that helmet comes off. You know, for their creed. I think their creed involved that. um, This this is is the way. way. But I think it involved, um, because there was one point when the hunt, the hunt master, what was her name? Was she the hunt master? What was she? Are you talking about Mistress. the armorer? The yeah. armorer, yeah. Yeah, The yeah. quartermaster. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The quarter she, she basically reminded them of their of their creed. Um, and one of the things was, have you taken your, have, has anyone ever taken your your helmet off? Or have you taken it off? Because apparently, once it's off, then you're no, no, no longer considered a Mandalorian. Anymore. Yeah, once another living being has <clears throat> seen your face. Yes. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing, is like, are we cherry-picking just that part from... Clone Wars and Rebels. And here was another thing that I read on. uh, I don't know if it was a fan theory or maybe just a theory put out, but there are different clans of Mandalorians. Mm -hmm. There's different houses, kind of very Game of Throning. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe just this one, they can't take their helmet off. Because, I mean, if you've seen Rebels, Sabine has her head off, her Mm -hmm. helmet off. Jesus, could you think of the House Lannister of Mandalorian oh, clans? That'd be I'm pretty sure they touched on that in in Rebels. Like, I'm pretty sure there was a House Lannister type family or clan or whatever the hell. Um, but yeah, a lot of them take their helmets off. Um, there was, uh, but going back to where you kind of see the underground, where he kind of goes into, I don't know, headquarters or whatever. Right. Um, there is a a little cameo, a little Easter egg. And Boba Fett is supposed to be in that. And that was why I watched episode one is because Boba Fett is supposed to totally be in that Mm. gathering area or whatever the hell it is, their underground lair. Um, Boba Fett is supposedly totally standing there. So I watched it again and I I couldn't pick him out. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure John Favreau even said, like, no, there's no Boba Fett. Like, move on, please. Right. Like uh, the Fets are just so done. I'm kind of over them. Especially because when I say that, my friend John rages. <laughs> you can just picture him throwing. Oh, I can see him right getting now. mad, kind of like Yosemite Sam. Clone Wars. I mean, basically, Boba Fett sold out his own people in Clone Wars. I mean, they they basically killed off all the Mandalorians or tried to. Well, honestly, and then they cloned him. Technically, <laughs> Boba Fett's not even a real Mandalorian. He's a clone of a maybe Mandalorian. Because right. I've heard, I've heard. Stories yeah. and theories that right. Django Fett wasn't even a Mandalorian. He stole all his stuff. Right. And there's another thing: if Django Fett is a Mandalorian, we see his helmet off uh, through the Clone <laughs> War, the Attack of the Clone movies. Yeah. But he did die with it on, and yeah. he's still somewhat inside that helmet. Uh, I really did want to see his head fall out of that helmet when Boba uh, picked I it was, up. Like, whenever he picks it up and put it up to his head, I'm just like, and here's the plop. Like, right? I kind of <laughs> wanted it. I wanted it so bad. Um, <clears throat> Anyway, uh, let's let's see uh, where do we go. So, all right, episode one. Let's let's uh, or the first episode. Uh, not to get anything confused. Yeah. And I did notice this. Our first episode was phase was phase four. Yeah. Followed by our kind of debate on prequel versus sequel. So we went Marvel, Star Wars, and then we did X Men, and now we're doing Mandalorian. So we're doing mm-hmm. Marvel, Star Wars again. Does this mean we're going to have to have DC to balance it out somehow? Oh, uh, we we need to get to something DC, but I, I mean, maybe when Bat the Batman gets closer to coming out, yeah, we and could, we and how upset I am to see Edward as Batman. 
Um, um, I saw an article about the new Flash. Mm-hmm. Well, he ain't new anymore. He's been in the movies already. But you yeah. talking about uh, Ezra Miller? Yes. yes. Oh. I, I think he'll make a good Flash. I loved the. Did you guys see the crossover? The, yes, the crisis. He was in there. Yes. Yes, they had a full, they had a total yes. episode. They had a total scene yes. where we get our Grant Gustin Flash mm. and Ezra Miller having a conversation. Yes. it was awesome. awesome. It made me really happy. I did hear that they were supposed to bring in the Justice League from the movies in, but I mean, we kind of <laughs> they kind of shoehorned it in there with oh, with Ezra man. Ezra Miller's. Right. But uh, it was awesome because like. Gustin's a little taller than Ezra Miller, right, yeah. so it's a little. It was fun. Uh, they're both basically complimenting each other on their suits and stuff like right, that. Nice. <laughs> uh, wow, back yeah, to say, yeah, yeah, back, back to, to the Mandalorian. Back to the Mandalorian. Go on on that. So, <laughs> I'd, I'd like to give a special shout out to Brian Posehn for finally making it into Star Wars. Who was he? He was the uh, one speeder driver who took him across the uh, oh, the lake. Oh yeah, he got eaten by the the ice creature. Yep, he got oh, eaten good. by the ice creature, and I believe was it. Ratio Sands was the alien that uh, the Mando picked up in the bar at the beginning. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. The guy uh, who gave us a reference to the fucking Christmas special that, <laughs> yeah. I need to go back and rewatch it. So again. I was really happy to see his ass get frozen. As soon as he said Life Day celebration, I'm like, you died now. <laughs> I did, I do remember that now. I just didn't think about it as far as the Christmas special. Um, I, I love Pusain. I've seen him every time he comes to town. Yep. I go see him. I've met him twice. He signed my issue one of Deadpool that he wrote. Uh, I love Pusain. He is awesome. Mm. He's hilarious. Kudos to you, Pusain, for making it into good Star Wars stuff. Because he hated Star Wars after the prequels. Uh, he hated the prequels from what I remember. At one point, he was on Conan. and he said, or Was it Conan or Letterman? Either way, he said like Star Wars, the prequels, were his Vietnam Oh wow! Yeah, like he he did not have a very nice, uh, you know, glowing reviews to say about. He's like, they my kid knows not to talk about it in the house. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, good kudos to him. I'm I'm happy for him on that. Um, I just wish he would finally release his metal album with all the wonderful metal people that he did mm. metal songs with. I mean, he did stuff with Slayer. And, wow, back on topic. Um, so Mando. We see him, the first thing we see him, he's on a bounty. Right. He's collecting a bounty for um, Carl Weathers' character, and I just dropped my phone. Oh, uh, yeah, good old. My cheat sheet yeah. fell to the floor. Yeah. Um, Karga. Grief Karga. G- grief? Yeah, I think so. Uh, <laughs> I, I, honestly, before he was in this, I thought he died. Like, really? I didn't know Carl the Weathers was still alive. The last time I had seen him was in a Bud Light commercial. <laughs> That's been a while, dude. Yeah, he's been all the Bud Light commercials back in the day in the right. 80s, 90s. Well, early even, 90s. That, or even the early 2010s, uh, they brought him back in. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, like well, he wow. was in some Super Bowl. Like, yeah, I remember that. Nice. Well, that's because of Action, action Jackson. Uh, action Jackson, in case, if you're mm-hmm. if you're a kid of the 80s watching rated R movies that was similar to Beverly Hills Cop, he did he did one called Action Jackson. That is true. It was, action uh, Jackson, wasn't that, didn't that turn into like a Nickelodeon series or a Disney series? Well, they, like they a had a series one. called that, yeah, but this, was, this yeah. was something different. Yeah, it was different. <laughs> This was Shaft for the 80s, so more cocaine and hookers. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, and Duran Duran. Duran Duran. Duran. Those are the only three things that came out of the 80s. (laughs) Hey, a flock of seagulls. Oh, that's true. (laughs) Um, So he gets his, he goes, turns in the bounty. We see Carl Weathers. Yay. Apollo Creed. Um, He's got another assignment for him. 
Right. Uh, and we hear the, the detail. We hear the description, which I think was a great red herring mm-hmm. because we don't find out who he, what he's after until the very end of the first episode. But male, 50s, um, and I can't remember how much right. the bounty was, but it seemed to be a lot because Mando had, went for it. Yeah, because he had to meet with the... Or did he have to meet with the client first? He had to meet with the client first because the client had the tracker. Uh, right. Which I love the client. And the client was... Oh, yeah. Werner uh, Herzog. Yes, yep. I was getting ready to say yes. I can't ever pronounce... And he does a lot of voice work, too. He does. His voice is amazing. And yes. he's also a director who, whose relationship with an actor named uh, Klaus Kinski was so heated... That at certain points they tried to kill each other. Nice. Oh, wow. And I'm you gotta not, love Hollywood. I'm yeah, not no. kidding. They literally tried <laughs> to murder each other at certain points. Like that's he, wonderful. He documented. Uh, Werner Herzog tells a story of like he was drunk one night and thought about burning the guy's house down while he was inside. Nice. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, well, I know like that Werner Herzog has mm-hmm. uh, Herzog has done. He did an episode of Animaniacs. Where wow. he narrated the whole episode, and it was kind of like oh, yeah. Yakko, Wacko, and Dot just like living their day to day life, yeah. <laughs> and he was narrating it. And he I was, was just like, I love this episode. He was also in Rick and Morty. Yes, and one of the funniest <laughs> like speeches that it, it was just it was all about dick jokes. Like it was that was <laughs> that was the best part of it. Uh, so all right, Mando takes this bounty. Right, I can't remember the name of the planet he goes to, and then we get. Uh, Oh, Nick crazy ass Nolte's character, uh, Cooley, yeah. the Ugnot. Yeah. He's an uh, like it took me a minute. I actually had to call my friend, yeah. one of my my big time uh, Star Wars nerd friends, about yeah. that. I was like, "What is that dude? I, I can't remember the name of him." Like Chewie had to like shoo him off a three PO in uh, Empire. Right. And he was like, "Oh, the Ugnots." I was like, "Yeah, that dude's an Ugnot." Um, and apparently, he bought his way to freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, and his thing is, I have spoken. Yeah. I right. <laughs> love that. I have spoken. Um, so he gets help from this guy, Cooley. Which the weird part about that to me was like, even under all that, like makeup and prosthetics, I'm like, you still look like Nick Nolte. Exactly. Like, there was the, I'm like, this is weird to me. But I can kind of see the mug shot under yeah. all of that. They made, they made, they animated him to be <laughs> short. I, well, I mean, the Ugnots yeah. are, he's actually tall for an Ugnot. Cause I don't know if you remember, of course it could have just been, um, yeah. Oh, I'm blanking on Matthew Chewy. Matthew, he oh, just died. Um, um, Peter Mayhew. Peter Mayhew. Mayhew. Matthew mm. Mayhew. That's why I yeah. got stuck. But uh, it might just have been because Peter Mayhew is a giant. But uh, the Ugnots were all looked like they're about knee high. Yeah. So uh, for the fact that Nolte's Ugnot looked like he could have been, you know, just a dwarf instead of a, yeah. a midget. Can we say midget? Is midget a bad word? Uh Probably little person, I believe, is yeah, the okay. That that is the yeah. Word, yeah. I don't know. Little person wrestling just doesn't roll off the tongue like midget wrestling does. <laughs> um, <laughs> and truthfully, <clears throat> they'd probably like to do without that too. Uh, I, I don't know midget bowling. There's a lot of like weird bar games where that word hmm. just gets used a lot. We're probably going to tank numbers now because I'm going to ask. But um, okay, so anyway, we, they we are, are sorry to any little people we have. <laughs> Yes, no, I, I, the, yeah, like the, I swear I will not pick you up. Can yeah. I say that? Is that bad? <laughs> I mean, it should be refreshing because I'm sure it unfortunately happens way too often. I'm I actually uh, that that comedian and I can't think of his name. Brad. Brad Williams. Williams. Yeah. He's like, do guy. not pick me up. 
You know what scares me more than anything? When a big ass person like you picks me up, I don't want to be picked up. <laughs> so this brings me to the first plot hole. First plot hole. All right. Well, what's the plot hole? So the plot hole and the plot hole in this is he had been spending what days trying to train the little um, source little creatures that you know yes. that they ride on. I guess. Oh yeah, the, what the I, not do backs basically. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. not do backs because this isn't this isn't Tatooine, right? And he had been he had been trying to train one that was mean to him. It basically, like kicked him off and wanted to bite him. And all of a sudden, after having a pep talk by um, what's the name of that Cooley. Cooley. He, he goes to it, and so I, I, did, I mentioned earlier there was no real force mentioned in this, but you, I guess you can consider this connecting with an animal. I guess you can consider that the force. It, it, just, it just wasn't, like, personified. He basically went to it and calmed it down. It was it was animal husbandry, okay? He, uh, he, he think of it more of, like, think of it more of, like, the horse whisperer yeah. kind of a thing. He yeah, kind yeah. of did a horse whisperer tri- trick with it. So... <clears throat> So uh, he became hiccup from how to train your dragon. Exactly. You exactly. Um, oh, yeah. and the client, we forgot to mention the client, his guards are stormtroopers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which honestly, anybody who's watched any Star Wars will know that you do not want a stormtrooper as your bodyguard. They can't hit anything. Nope. They can't hit the broad side of a barnyard nope. barred sitting one of, two feet away. One of the greatest lines in the series is because of stormtroopers and their inaccuracy. Like, uh, it's in episode six, and it's Bill Burr's character, who used to be an Imperial sharpshooter. And whenever, uh, what was it, Bobby Elvis from Sons of Anarchy tells him that, um, (laughs) Mark Boone Jr., yeah, he he just goes, he was an Imperial sharpshooter, not a high bar there. (laughs) And then then Bill Burr turns around and he just goes, I wasn't a stormtrooper, smartass. All right. I love Bill Burr though. Bill Burr is awesome. Oh god, yeah. Oh, uh, that whole episode was great. The yeah. I mean, you could kind of that uh, was it. Uh, Bobby from Sons of Anarchy. Uh, I can't ever think of his name. Uh, you just said yeah, it. Mark Boone. Jr. Mark Boone Jr. As soon as you see him in anything, you know he is going to fuckeries abound. All right. Anytime, ex- with the exception of Sons, and I mean, that's just because he just was a straight up criminal in that. Oh, yeah. Right. But anytime you see him in a movie or TV show, he is going to betray you faster than you can blink. Um, he always either plays a corrupt cop or a bad guy. Never in between. He's never just a, just a random dude. Never a nice guy. He's always one or the other. Um, and both are bad. So, uh, in fact, I think the only thing I actually like him in was Sons of Anarchy, and I actually felt bad when he died. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, no, they killed Bobby Elvis. <clears throat> um, but back to episode, the first episode. Right. Uh, I can't remember, and because I watched it, like, over the week. Um, when he gets to the, I don't know, compound or whatever. Yeah. Who's he? Who are there? Who's there? So, so when he gets to the compound, he, he's he's um, doing some intel. He's trying to see yeah. those. I don't the name of those aliens. I, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. I couldn't. Either. There's so many They're, unnamed aliens in the some wars. kind of mercenaries. But he's surveilling it, and the hunter droid is what IG Eleven. Yes. yes. Okay. That's I There's remember a that now. Yeah, that that's right. And spoiled everything. Which yes, and he is played by Taika Waititi. Yes. Uh, yes. Marvel fans will know from Thor Ragnarok yes. or some of the other fantastic stuff he's done, like What yes. We Do in the Shadows. 
right. need to watch that. I have not seen that yet, God, but I movie, really want to see it. The movie is fantastic um, and ridiculous. It's everything <laughs> it needs to be. I do want to see his brown bunny because he plays uh, Hitler. Oh, yeah. Jo- Jojo <laughs> Rabbit. Oh, that's yes. what it is. Jojo oh, Rabbit. Brown yeah. Bunny is and a horrible... And he wrote that and directed it, too. Right. Like right. Jojo Rabbit. Based on a book, but still, like... Yeah. To take that, by the way, after Thor Ragnarok and approach Disney and be like, I want to do this next. And they're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, I, I am glad that Disney is... is Trying new things. They're, right. they're going with uh, no, not typical directors, directors that have their own vision, um, especially with when Tika went, oh, you want me to do this? Mm. No, I'm not doing this. <laughs> Gag reel, or uh, what was it? What did you call oh, yeah. it? Sizzle reel. Yeah, he, they specifically told him for submitting entries and for the director's job for Thor Ragnarok, we don't want a sizzle reel. Just give us your take. So he's like, yeah, okay, here's my sizzle reel. And then <laughs> I think he said it was a bunch of clips that he took from Big Trouble in Little China of Kurt Russell just going, who's that? What's this? What's over there? Like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, that was kind of the – effect of the third Thor movie is Thor just going, no, seriously, what the hell's going on? Pretty much, yeah. Uh, the Revengers. Um, so, and I think Taika, I think he directed this episode, the he, first episode. He directed, he directed a at couple. least one. Right. Well, I think he directed more than one. Um, yeah, and I think he might have helped write a few, too. Let me see. I know John Favreau definitely wrote the pilot and uh, might have directed the pilot, too, because... No, okay, the first episode was David... David Filoni. Oh, okay, never mind. Filoni, uh, you attach him to anything Star Wars, and I'm fine with it. <laughs> it's gold. Right? Um, let's he just, see. like, he cares. And he understands the lore well enough that he can just, like, it's not ramming down your throat. He can right. add whatever the hell he wants, and it just seems like it's a natural progression. Oh, wow. I forgot about that. The, uh, the first one with Gina Carraro. Oh, my God. Cara don't, Dune. Don't, you mentioned you mentioned Gina. That that woman to me is amazing. I mean, oh, yeah. she used to be an MMA fighter. Yeah. She used to get paid for people to knock her in the face, and that's for her to turn to transition transition into an act an actor. That's that's pretty that's pretty good. And she she isn't half bad. I mean, I saw her in um, the Expendables. She was in that, I believe, and oh. she did a decent job in that which one. one was, which one? It had to be the third one. Maybe it was the third because I think Rose was in that as well. Ronda Rousey was in that. Yeah. I mean, every time you say Gina Carraro, I think of Angel Dust from the first Deadpool. Yeah, I was say, I think um, we all, yeah. But the first one that she was in, I think, uh, was directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. Oh, that's right, because that was the, uh, oh my God, the Resistance episode, mm-hmm. which was freaking awesome. And apparently Pedro Pascal was not in that at all. Yeah. Like, Gina Carano was telling that story like uh, she was kind of hoping to meet Pedro and work with him. And as it turns out, it was just somebody in the Mandalorian armor. Yep. And Pedro came in and dubbed all his lines later. But another thing about the Mandalorian I love is the storytelling. I mean, they these characters, you get to know their backgrounds, especially the main the main characters. When you're speaking about Gina Carano, you get to learn that she was uh, she used to be a. Um, uh, well, a re- uh, was she rebel? She was rebel, rebel commando. Yeah. She was a rebel commando. Um, there was a specific title for it. She was a rebel shock trooper. Yes. She was a rebel shock trooper. Yeah. Um, she was designed, like, she was tailor-made by the rebellion to beat Imperial ass. Exactly, exactly. Just, 
And I, I don't know if you guys kind of co- like kind of made this connection to the whole series itself, but um, it really does kind of give that Cowboy Bebop vibe. A little bit, yeah. Whereas, like, as you watch Cowboy Bebop, as you go through that series, it's more about the villains that they're going after. Mm-hmm. The every episode, with the exception of like the backstory episodes for the different mm-hmm. crew members. Uh, but every episode of that, you learn more about the villains and the main characters just kind of pop up and fuck up their day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that's, I mean, from episode one all the way until the episode right before the last one where we get bang, you know, the final words from Spike, that's uh, pretty much what it is. It's just the villain yeah. of the week. But we learn more about the villain. And this really kind of felt like that, especially with the kind of bounty hunter-esque mm. nature of all of it. Um, you really do kind of get a backstory with all these <clears throat> different characters that we see. Even with Cooley, you find out that he was an indentured servant yeah. um, and bought his way uh, to freedom. And that's why he won't do anything for free, pretty much. Uh, I can't remember exactly how that went. He, he definitely worked for the Imperials. Yeah, he was definitely an Imperial, but didn't care about Imperial right. stuff. But he definitely had a scientific <clears throat> mind, which is why they wanted him. I just can't remember what exactly he all worked on because he's the... Well, he does. I mean, you find out later, you know, he takes the, the IG-11 <laughs> droid, the yes. IG-11 bounty hunter droid, and turns it into something else entirely, which, oh, which yes. is hilarious. Oh, yeah. um, so anyway, we get to the compound. IG-11 and Mando team up. Which badass action sequence? Very much one so. of the great gunslingers ever. Yeah, uh, like it kind of made you feel like you're watching an old spaghetti western. That whole action yeah, okay, sequence yeah. was, you know, you got Clint Eastwood down there, yeah. just gunning it out with a hundred people. Kind of turns into a Chuck Norris joke, but you know, he gets everybody in there and gets what he wants anyway. Right. Um, Ig Eleven ends up getting <laughs> not destroyed, but definitely. Uh, incapacitated. Let's just say his favorite line is, "Ready to? I'm, I'm about to start the self-destruct mode." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, "No, no, stop!" Mando's like, "No, no, stop!" Uh, but Look. Mando totally got to his quarry. He did because of IG-11, and we do get this sense that Mando does not like droids. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why. I can't remember why if they ever got into that. Oh, they they did. Um, which I don't know if you, you find it out at least a couple episodes later, is that his family and... Um, During the really, droid Yeah, army, his the, planet, basically, from what I understand, was completely... Obliterated by... Well, uh, or at least mostly decimated by, like, battle droids. Okay, like, you yeah. You clearly I do see the Separatists in on it, which kind of almost bothered me a little bit. I'm like, because, you know, at that point, whoever's controlling the droid army is just like, yeah, no, murder the civilians. Because the droid's not going to do it by itself. Like, it's not like they had to worry about, oh, yeah, they're running. You know, like, let's get them out of the way. No, it was definitely genocide. And then he was saved. You find out he was saved by Mandalorians and became, I still don't, did you guys watch this over the week? Mm -hmm. Uh, What was their term for him when he was a kid? He was a... Not a youngling, because that's a Jedi term. But he was, they have a term for it. because Foundling. They, that's foundling. Right. That's mm-hmm. what it was. He was a foundling, because they, you know later on, you find out that that's what they call the child. The children, yeah. <laughs> um, so we get to the pod, and he there his quarry's in this little egg thing. 
It doesn't, you're just sitting there wondering, especially if you have no idea. The first time I watched this, I had no fucking clue what was in this pod. Right. You, right? Do, you don't. You, you don't. Until you have no episode. clue. I thought they, no, I'm pretty sure they opened yeah, it at they, the end of that well, first episode. Well, you, just, you just see something like, but you still don't. Well, you know, I'm yeah. pretty sure you see it. Okay. Uh, because I remember after watching this first, because it hooked me. That's what hooked me completely. You open the pod. And there he is, the child, Baby Yoda. And I don't know, because especially with having growing up with a friend, my friend, like my friend John, there is no name for this race. No, that's true. Right. There is no name, at least not that we know. Right. It's unknown. And there's only two of them that we've ever seen. Yeah. There's actually three. Is there three? In the whole Star Wars universe. I remember Yoda and then the female one on the Jedi Council, Yaddle. Then there's another male. And then there's another male. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that the only other one you see that I remember, at least, Yaddle, mm. is also a Jedi Master, tells me that this whole race is strongly in tune with the Force. So yeah. now we're sitting here talking about how we don't need a Force-sensitive, we don't need the Force to have a good Star Wars episode, and then they drop the bomb. Oh, by the way, here's a child version of Yoda. Right. And in fact, it's just the child, but everybody calls it Baby Yoda. Right. My jaw hit the floor when that thing opened up and that little thing peeked out. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I mean, and it completely hooked me. I was so hooked after that first episode, just like, <clears throat> I mean, it took my breath away. And I've heard some of the fans, um, from my research, some fans call them, uh, since they don't really have a name, tridactyls or something like that. Tridactyls. I have heard that digits. before. Yeah. Yeah. So three toes, three fingers. Right. Um, and of course, if you don't, as they were coming out, they were coming out weekly. Yes. So you had to wait for the next episode. And I think they dropped the second episode just a couple of days later um, because they dropped the first one as a yeah. teaser. And then they dropped the second one a couple of days later on the proper day. On the day that it would normally come out, which is a Thursday or a Friday, I can't remember which. So it was uh, Thursdays. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's like Thursdays, I think. I don't know what it is with Hollywood I, and putting things out on Thursdays. We did the same thing with Picard. Tuesdays and. Well, it's kind of funny. Like sometimes you'll have really the release stuff on what was it Wednesdays or Tuesdays? I can't remember which. Well, I know like it's going to be like a crap release. <clears throat> The and Flash then, came comes out yeah. on Tuesdays, mm-hmm. so I have to wait until Wednesday to, to oh, yeah. watch it. I'm just thinking in terms of movies, they'll do a non-Friday release if they think it's just going to be terrible. They want to get something before the weekend. Yeah, um, I mean, or it's I'm, just up against way too good a competition. I mean, that's the death. A lot of times, especially with network TV, that's the death of a series is when it can't, can't find a slot. Right. Oh yeah. Um, they they bounce a slot around, and, and you know, at first it's on Mondays, then it's on yeah. Tuesdays, then it's on Thursdays, then it's on Friday, and then it's back Tuesday. Uh, so yeah, that can kill a show. Yeah, they, they're doing that right now, or they're trying to um, on purpose with Supernatural. They it was originally uh, on Thursdays, and now they then it went to Fridays. Now they got it on Mondays because this the, it's, it's the final it's season. the final season. But mm. they're they're trying to intentionally kill it. So. Yeah, the, the fan base is so dedicated. I mean, yeah. what is it, four, 14 or 15 seasons? That's that's insane for a series. I mean, we just finished, uh, my wife and I just finished up uh, the final season of Big Bang, and that had 12. And for a sitcom, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. Um, really so, is. but as you watch it, you watch that first episode, now you have to wait. Right. Because it's not, they're not just giving it all to you at once. No. Oh, no. 
you have to wait week to week like normal. Um, well, that's a good thing, though. I, it is. It I builds think... anticipation. Um, and, and for me, I couldn't stop thinking about it. What the hell? I There's think, a baby Yoda. And I think that's what ruins most Netflix shows uh, mm-hmm. because they release them and they're just all there. To, you can see all, you can binge it and watch <laughs> all episodes at one time. Oh, yeah. And I, I sort of like having to wait, especially when it's a good story. Now, if it's a sucky story, then yeah, I don't know. But if it's a good story arc like this, like this is, mm-hmm. then yeah, I don't, I don't mind the wait. Not to mention, it, like it builds buzz. Mm-hmm. You oh, can yeah. talk about it. You know, oh, did you catch Mandalorian last week? Holy shit! What did you think of that? Um, <laughs> and that's like that with anything. Uh, when we watched yeah. Sons of Anarchy, mm-hmm. I played a poker. I was I was in college uh, mm-hmm. delivering pizzas and living with my roommate, and we played poker with just our pizza delivery guys every Tuesday. Just so we could play poker and watch Sons of Anarchy, yeah, um, <laughs> nice. And that's how we watched Sons of Anarchy for a couple seasons. Um, but yeah, that it builds that anticipation. And with with uh, straight binge, where you drop the whole season at once, uh, I kind of noticed that I get fatigue. You do. I get mm-hmm. watching fatigue. Like um, we were watching the Animaniacs, which is why I knew yeah. about Warner Herzog or whatever his name is. Um, and I get tired of seeing it. You know, it's on the screen. And the right. Animaniacs had quite a few episodes because it was back when, you know, before the 24-episode season for a full season oh, yeah. or the 13-episode. It was back when they, you know, like the Power Rangers. The first season of Power Rangers is like mm. 70-something episodes. Yeah. Um, and that's just season one. <laughs> so, you know, you get you start watching it, especially when you're binging. It gets tiresome. You right. get bored of it. You gotta bounce. You gotta bounce around from stuff to stuff, like from show to show, just so you don't get bored with stuff. Um, and so, yeah, I do like that, especially with streaming services. They're starting to drop stuff once a week, right? Like, and, and I got nothing against the model that Netflix uses because there are some shows mm-hmm. that I love that I will binge. Oh yeah, but for oh, yeah. shows like this, especially when they were originally considered a web series, but the way they shot it to me is it's regular TV. Like, to be honest, right now I am <clears throat> counting down the. Until they put the next episode of Brooklyn Nine Nine up on Hulu because it airs on Thursdays and then they put it up the next day on Hulu. I'm like, on Friday, okay, yeah, yeah, the new the new season. All I right, need to I'm, watch that too. God, I'm I have not grown tired of that series yet, and I've been. I love that show. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how. I think I've posted it up on on my Facebook page, but how, how's 2020 for treating you? And it's just <laughs> it's just yeah. Sandberg standing there, <laughs> just screaming. That show's amazing. Um, but that still showed, that still aired on network television, yeah. which has the model week to week. Which, can we picture going into that shareholder meeting after The Mandalorian becomes a runaway hit and they're just like, so uh, we're going to make a lot of money on merchandising, right? That baby Yoda's <laughs> looking fine. What about that, guys? Quarter's going to look a little rough. Hear me out. Like, <laughs> Favreau I mean, said not to. Yep, Favreau yeah. said not to. But here's the thing. Baby Yoda hasn't even come out yet. It doesn't even come out, and the, especially the pop figure. Mm-hmm. doesn't come out until May. It is the best-selling pre-ordered pop figure of all time. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the, you can't... There's a waiting list to pre-order the thing. So, I mean, Favreau kind of made them some money. And, the, like, people yeah. bought this thing, and there's nothing to buy yet. Right. I, I hope he's <clears> a deal for, like, a of this 
stuff. Oh, he got me merchandising. I mean, that's where Lucas made all his money on Star exactly. Wars was merchandising. Yeah. He kept all the merchandising rights, sold the comic book rights to Marvel, uh, made the toys, the shirts, the posters. He did it all himself, and that's how he funded a lot of his stuff. Yeah, I, and George Lucas has that fu money that oh, Disney, yeah. like even <laughs> Disney was just like, "We'll give you four billion dollars for Star Wars," and he's like, "I guess." Right, you know, like, like I'm already rich. You know, I've already got billions. I make more money a year than Oprah with less revenue streams. Like, right. hey, you tell me why I need you. <laughs> and when I remember, I remember when when Disney bought Lucas Films, I couldn't believe. Four billion dollars. That lord me. Oh yeah, he's worth it. That Star Wars was worth more than like some NBA teams. Oh like, yeah, no, definitely. Uh, some NFL teams. But yeah, I'm looking at you, Browns. <laughs> oh goodness! <laughs> I mean, what the Browns? You got thirty five dollars because we. I mean, yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure the three of us could probably grab change from the street. And buy the Cleveland Browns. Let's let's take some investors here, guys. Like, <laughs> right. up with us if you want to try and buy the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> Patreon. We'll set up um, a Patreon and see if we can't <laughs> buy the Cleveland Browns. I'm pretty sure $100 is probably too much. Um, and this is from somebody who used to be a huge football fan, and then I'm not anymore. But, wow, yeah. we are super off topic right. now. Yeah. We were kind of swinging in there with staying in there with Lucas and stuff, but now yeah. we're just talking we, uh, football. So let's go ahead and talk about the next episode because, I mean, that's it gets back to the CD and it gets back to oh, the yeah. choices. Yeah. Okay, before we do this, okay. do either of you remember that there was rumors of a Star Wars series called Star Wars Underground? Yes, there or was. Or Underworld. There was. Um, they had, that's kind of what this made me feel like. like they had they, storyboards. They took they this had everything, and it never happened. They took that and made it this. Not to mention, there was also I heard that, well, especially when they were doing the standalone movies, um, especially after Rogue One was such a hit. Mm. <laughs> <Excuse me>. <laughs> <laughs> um, that they were going to do like. Uh, Seven Samurai style story, Magnificent Seven, Seven Samurai, that'd but be, with Jedi. That would be great. They kind of do it in The Mandalorian. Yeah. With uh, Cara Dune and that little village that they end up at. Yep. Um, hey, now, we can't really knock Rogue One because, so Rogue One had some. Oh, there's no the Mandalorian. Rogue One. Well, Rogue One. I love Rogue One. Oh, okay. One. I was oh, just checking because yeah. there, there were some aspects of Rogue One that were bored. I, I liked it myself. But they did mention the Mandalorians in Rogue One, so that's another reason why I liked it. Because I remember, it's been a minute since I've seen it too. I believe the um, in that. Sorry to get off topic again a little bit, but oh, in see. that the um, the guy who was always watching the um, Ip Man, the, who played the blind oh, character, Danny, um, Donnie, Donnie, Donnie Young. Donnie, yeah, yeah, well, the the guy who was watching him make sure he was okay. I believe that he was referenced as at one point in time being a Mandalorian. A Mandalorian. But I, I have to go back and, and verify that, but I believe uh, that's what I remember if I remember correctly. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Uh, all right, so episode two. I'm pretty sure episode one just ends with that thing opening up yeah. and there's Baby Yoda. Yeah. Because I'm pretty yeah. sure that was it. And episode then, two, Mando is definitely trying to stay professional. Yeah. He's taking the baby, the child, that's what we call it, that's what he's called it, the child. He's taking the child back to the client. Right. Um, he gives the child to the client. Yeah. And goes gets, and has his. Gets that sweet Beskar steel. Oh, yeah. 
uh, goes and gets his payment, takes it to the, the armorer, and then has a change of heart, I guess? Yeah. I don't know. He's real worried about the, the child. It's kind of interesting how, right? despite the fact that we don't see his face until the final episode, how he, you kind of get his hesitation. Mm-hmm. You kind of get the sense that he's uneasy. They do his emotion without ever showing his face really well. Which is, in, which is a lot to say for Pedro Pascal, I got to say. That's harder than hell to do. Well, it's just the way his, it's the way he relayed when when he spoke his body, yeah. his body language. He was very good at conveying everything through his body language. You know, you couldn't see his face, right. how his his inflection and how his body what how he reacted was what basically told you how he felt. Did you guys see the set picture, <clears throat> the the crew picture that everybody took? I don't remember what episode. I don't know if it was when the season wrapped, but they took a huge crew episode crew picture. Pedro Pascal is still in his Mandalorian armor with the helmet on. Nice. He never once takes that <laughs> helmet off. Taking that method acting a right. bit. Yeah. They say, this is the way. This is the <laughs> this way. This is the way. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, hey, can, I want to I want to skip back a little bit, though. Um, all right. While he was still on the um, desert planet, I, the one we didn't mention, the Jawas. And I've yeah. always God. loved the Jawas because they reminded me of, like, the desert Ewoks. But <laughs> yeah, he, I, I looked at him as, like, the evil desert Ewoks. They were the evil desert. I he mean, spends a good portion of that episode. That's so, true. Like, and then he has to rebuild everything he destroys. Right. <laughs> Which was another impossible thing, but I'm not going to mess with it. I think right. he gets Cooley. Is that yeah. the he plan? He and Cooley built it together. That's what they, I thought. Okay, he gets Cooley. Yeah. They have to do Is that episode one? Gets, episode two. two. Yeah. That was in two? Yeah, because episode three. Oh, that's right. They, they, they strip his ship, and he yeah. goes and makes him pop, <laughs> and then he's got to go, get, go right. back. I was saying, then he has to have that awkward moment of like, so guys. I know we I started off to a rocky start. Slaughtered like dozens <laughs> of you. <laughs> you killed my brother. Look, let's move past this. Right. Yeah, I ship. did things. You did things. Let's just start over. You scavenged my ship. <laughs> right? It's like, I can't tell the difference between my brother and the dust on this desert world right now. Like, you tell me. Like, okay, I do have one question because I don't know if they ever really say it. Because I do remember they go into the cantina. The first world he's on, is that Tatooine? I don't believe so. Do they ever go to Tatooine? I don't think so. Okay. I think it takes place on a different planet entirely. So we're kind of looking at like a Jakku thing. It's like, yeah, because apparently the Outer Rim sucks. Yeah, it just has desert planets everywhere. Yeah. Insert different desert planet here. Um and why people live there, I don't understand. But whatever. Uh, so okay, what's somebody else? I'm gonna let because I as of season as of episode two, mm-hmm. I haven't seen it since the first run. Yeah. See, so episode one is the only one I've seen more than once. I absolutely love when he goes back on the assault to get the child back. Yes. And uh, oh, because the yeah. yeah, because he basically turns into the T800. Yes. Like you know, he gets hit a couple times because I'm assuming a stormtrooper. Got wild shot or accidentally dropped his gun because it's it cannot be them that hit him <laughs> also the bounty hunters there because the, don't the bounty hunters go after him too well they, it's or is that he, a different episode it's when he actually makes it out right the uh, bounty hunters and, and show he's up. trying to get off the planet that the bounty hunters show up because that's when the Mandalorians they, show up too yeah yeah, yeah so Werner Herzog or Werner Herzog's not there which is disappointing because we don't get anything like 
him saying in a cool voice, like, you know, get very far or threatening him or anything, but um, there's that scientist there who's doing something to the child. They're getting ready to, because uh, mm. now I'm saying I'm reaching back in my memory. Uh, I, I think, they didn't, did they put him under? I think so. I think they did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he was asleep. Right because now. the scientist was advocating for not hurting the kid. Yeah, like, I do remember that. Yeah, he was just like, oh, here, you came to take him? Take him. Like, just don't hurt him. Yeah, yeah. Give him a chance, you know. And not to mention, okay, so we all know Yoda died at 900 years old mm-hmm. with the one line, 900 years old, you reach, look as good, you will not. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> his quarry was 50 years old. Now we have a child. It's 50 years old. They just age slower? Um, well, what was it? The IG-11 says in that first episode, it's like some species have longer lifespans. So I'm assuming that as a result of that, it would be very just similar a, to, yeah. So like, in all honesty, Yoda hit 900. I mean, he was just basically just an old man, you know, like a mm-hmm. dude in his 70s or 80s. Probably. Huh. Yep. Okay. Yep. I'm good. Then, <laughs> yeah, so it's like every 100 years is 10 years on our scale kind of thing. As far That's as I can tell. interesting. I did hear that through the rumors and stuff that, that as the, the new movies and stuff come out, we are going to have the child aging Good. at different points and that the child is supposed to be pivotal with upcoming stuff. Yeah. Which the, it's funny because the child kind of takes a back seat after he gets jail, like, you know, the jailbreak happens. He does. Yeah. They, I mean, they have a tracker. That's how other bounty hunters find him. That's how, you know, shit keeps getting a little mixed up for the Mando, but right. At the same time, they're not really coming in force like they could be. Now, was this the second episode? Is that the one where he had to go fight the thing? He had uh, to go get the egg. Yes, yes for the, the Jawas, they had to go get the egg so and they could eat it. That's when you find out that little turd's got some force power. Yes, there. lots. And he can do, I mean, of course, a member of Yoda's race, especially if they are as force sensitive as we're starting to really think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he can do amazing things. Oh, yeah. I mean, he he heals the Mando. He can pick up that huge thing. And, and this is honestly, it. because this came out before 9, this was the first time we've really seen Force healing. Yeah, because... At, at least on this scale. Yeah, yeah after before, he yeah. after he throws that huge thing and he passes out, like my first thought was, oh, look, he's off Tucker now. Like, <laughs> yeah. It was adorable. I'm like, he could probably pick up a boulder and hurl that through, like, my living room. But <laughs> it's adorable. Isn't he, he cute? <laughs> And he kind of, there are times when he is using his force powers, force abilities, he looks downright evil. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, the, poor the, Gina Carano about found that out. Oh, yeah. You know, don't don't mess with my Mando. Like, <laughs> you going to arm wrestle him? I'm going to choke you out. Like, <laughs> Right. So, I mean, you kind of get the sense, well, one, I, he's definitely at most a toddler. Right. Um, so he doesn't know. Yeah. Uh, but he is... It's kind of like how I would feel like if I was Jonathan Kent and I just found Superman. Exactly. Yeah. You know, this child has no clue what he is and what he can do. Oh, yeah. Like that. We're going to have to go to the uh, we're going to have to go and get a new tractor tomorrow. Why? Uh, The baby picked it up. The baby just (laughs) chucked it and it's like six counties away. Um, 
Too oh. bad Brightburn and we're not listening to this. So <laughs> <laughs> I never watched that. I I wanted to. I want to see it really bad. That's a James Gunn movie, isn't it? Uh, he didn't do it. His brother wrote it, and he produced it. Okay. Yeah. I so. do want to see it, because I know it's supposed to be the same world as Defendor. It's, it's what not to do when raising an alien's super being. Superman. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we got that with Red Sun, but mm. moving on. <laughs> right. uh, so, okay. But yeah, basically, I mean, they... Mando and and Baby Yoda develop a relationship. Definitely, like you said, Baby Yoda was probably more protective of Mando than Mando was of Baby Yoda because yeah. there well, are a couple times that I saw that Mando should have died, where Baby Yoda brought him back, or at least made it where he didn't die. Exactly. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. So <clears throat> back to Episode Two because Episode Two is one of my favorite ones. Thinking back on it, that's when the bounty hunters have he gets out, he's got the child. They're pinned down. They're losing badly. Mm. All right. This is kind of a Butch Sundance, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid moment where you're just like, oh, shit, this doesn't look good. Right. Here comes the cavalry. And by cavalry, I mean all of the other Mandalorians, including the fat Mandalorian, which we find out, surprise, surprise, is John Favreau. Uh, oh really? Yes, I that, that. I know the that. big guy Mandalorian that's is John Favreau. Um, okay. That's awesome. That is great. Yeah, because they have like a tussle before that, yeah. like when he gets his uh, armor, right? Uh, and then he shares he shares what's left with the rest of them. Right. But there's still some kind of I was I don't know pissing contest that goes on. I mean, wasn't there that one Mando who had a jetpack? Didn't he also have like a minigun? So he had yes. a jetpack and a minigun, yeah. and I'm like, okay, how did you guys lose? Like, <laughs> That's why? something else I do want to bring up. They have to earn their armor. They do. They have to earn their signet or sigil or whatever. I think Insignia, yeah. Insignia. And the one thing I didn't know, they have to earn their jetpack. Yeah. Yep. So... Because, I mean, Mando doesn't have one until, what, the last, last episode? episode, yeah. Right. So, and then he's not very good with it. Right. So, uh, <laughs> you know, they, that was something that I didn't... I do like how they're just kind of mythos building with the Mandalorians. Like, we're finally mm-hmm. kind of getting a really flushed out backstory of the Mandalorians, even though we still don't know much about them. Right. Like I said, that's, a, that's what makes this show so good is they... Spend more time on backstories than oh, they normally yeah. do. Like I said, it's not just about the forces; about these individual. Groups. See Ryan Johnson. It can be done. <laughs> that one also goes out to you, JJ. Not everything's a goddamn mystery. <laughs> <laughs> I did look up the Lost, and he's he is a producer, yep. and I know he wrote several episodes. Yep. So uh, I didn't know that before we okay. started all this. I shouldn't say that. Everything can start off a mystery, but it has to be solved in a timely fashion, at least. <laughs> Yeah, we've all seen Scooby-Doo. So, I mean, everything can be a mystery, but they do have to unmask the mystery at the yeah. end. That, that was, I guess that was kind of the episode nine moment where they find Palpatine and you're like, old man Smithers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for you meddling Jedi. I mean, honestly, if you really think about it, it was those meddling kids because yep. every last one of them, because we lost all of the originals. All the OGs are gone. 
Yep. Every last one of them are technically kids. Yeah. And they're, they're damn meddling and, kids. Yeah, in this case, it's your meddling Jedi and your stupid solos, too. Right. Oh, yeah. And your Poe Dameron's. Right. Big love for Poe Dameron. <laughs> uh, yeah, he does. <laughs> so now another thing is we need we kind of need to touch on is the timing. Where this where Mandalorian takes place, it takes place five years after the events of Jedi, the la- uh, Return now, of the Jedi. Damn you, Ryan Johnson! I said, yeah. Okay, so at this point, has the Battle of Jakku happened? Like, because I'm getting the pr- the idea that the Empire still has a pretty good presence. I don't know because. And what are we talking about, the Battle of Jakku? Yeah, that was the official final downfall of the Imperial fleet. Well, the ones that didn't escape to the Dark Reaches. Um, like that's where why Rey is doing all that salvage, is the final pivotal okay. battle of the Galactic Civil War. Well, I mean, just just as far as timeline concer- is concerned, mm-hmm. the events of... It takes place five years after the events of... And, mm-hmm. uh, what, is, what is Force Awakens? How many years is that? It's like at least 20 or so. Okay, so this is a good 15 years before Ray. Right. Like, but I guess, I don't know if it was like 20 or not, but it's officially long enough to forget that even though someone who serves in the Senate in the Republic is one of the heroes of that war, that somehow some of the people in that war are just a legend that we don't know exists. Oh, right, like Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. And so we are five years, five years out of, of Return of the Jedi. And if the child, where was the child during seven and eight, nine, seven, eight, nine? Oh God, I don't know. That's, like, that's the hard part. I mean, he still wouldn't be quite 100 yet. So he's No, not. but we would get at least, he'd be 70, 80. Yeah. 70s, 80s, maybe even in the 90s, because I don't know how many years between right. between each. I need to look that up. How many years between Awakens and the Last Jedi and the Last Jedi and the Rise of Skywalker? Um, so I'm not. I'm a little iffy on the timeline there, uh, but I really don't see one. We don't know where they're going to go mm. now that we for sure maybe killed Palpatine. Because, like you said in the prequel sequel episode, he could maybe just come back for the, no apparent reason. I thought that was a clone. Well, well, okay, according to the novelization, it was a clone that Palpatine's spirit somehow wafted into. Mm. I, I don't know, like some kind of just wispy fart that happened to just take over some kind of clone. It was a space fart. Somewhere. <laughs> yes, calling back to you, Dark Phoenix. Like, but... Okay, so I I don't know. Like, Palpatine's... I mean, granted, if they were going to do the whole clone thing, which extended universe much... Um, yeah, right, they, they pick and choose. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, they really did. If you really look at it, especially with, like, Rebels, because they, they... Somebody had to have read those books growing up, because mm-hmm. those books came out when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And somebody had to really had to have read Heir to the Empire series. Because for Rebels to reach back and pull Grand Admiral Thrawn from the trash, yeah, somebody read those books. Yes. Because Grand Admiral Thrawn is amazing. And he kind of got done dirty. 
I mean, if you read those books, he got done real dirty. um, I mean, he was brilliant in those books. Oh, God. He was such a brilliant tactician. Um, Uh, He could have easily brought everything to a screeching halt and and taken over. See, and actually the whole Palpatine thing with the spirit and all that kind of led me to believe that, I don't know, that the Imperials wanted this child – because it was a strong, force-capable body that could withstand the spirit of someone like Emperor Palpatine. Like, there's maybe they knew about... That's something I did want... I, like, I thought about it after our prequel sequels. Mm-hmm. When did we pick up Highlander mythos for Star Wars? Ever since they started doing video games on Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean... The rule of two and I got to I got to thinking about it. There can only be two. With nine, with episode nine, after we had our, our episode on the prequel sequels, I really got to thinking about it and how th- all the Sith are reside within Palpatine, and then you get that moment where Ray, all the Jedi call out to Ray because I actually watched a video and I was trying to tag you guys in it, but I lost the video mm-hmm. because you know Facebook likes to just redo right, right. when you want to find something. Refresh, nope. Yeah, uh, but it was a. Um, a trailer, and it when Ray gets knocked on her ass by Palpatine, mm. all the Jedi voices it goes through and names all the Jedi that talk to her. Yeah, right. um, one of them was uh, Luminara. Yep, um, which I didn't even know that person had a voice in the movies. I know she did in the mm. Clone Wars, right. but um, so like it's very Highlander esque. It was just like, there can be only one. Yeah. You know? and, well, apparently the Sith, whenever you kill your masters, you get the quickening. Because that's what I was you, saying. You just absorb their spirit. And then I I really feel like when Palpatine killed Plagueis that you have that scene from the first one where he's just standing there with his arms in the air. He's like, I, oh! I feel everything. I am everything. Right. It's like, well, let's calm down. I mean, technically, yes, but. Like, it just. It struck me because I loved the Highlander stuff, and then the fact that Star Wars is straight stealing from the Highlander series, which hasn't even been a thing for what a couple of decades now. Yeah. So if your body gets destroyed and your spirit can go from one place to another, then technically, so long as Ian McDermott is alive, we can have Palpatine. <laughs> like, I really feel like unless for some reason getting Raiders of the Lost Ark by your own lightning is well, enough to destroy the spirit within. Well, there is lore where um, high power Siths could basically steal someone's body. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't something that was just done really, you know, done. They, they even use that in the, uh, the Old Republic uh, MMO with the Sith Emperor. Yeah. He basically transferred bodies and he was millennia old. Right. Huh. Yeah. Uh, See, that when you get into the games, um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm it's the out. game stuff. I don't know much about the games. The uh, only I games was, I remember were Shadows of the Old or Shadows of the Empire. Shadows of the Empire, and then The Force Unleashed, and then the new one, Fallen, uh, Fallen Order. Order. Yeah. Um, I'm playing that, but then I got into the Breath of the Wild hole. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> um, all right. So we are way off topic. Sort of. Yeah, well, yeah, it kind of led to that because I was wondering if the Imperials wanted Baby Yoda for some kind of soul vessel, so to I don't speak. know. I thought maybe they were just trying to figure out what what the species can do, what it, what is the species. That's what I thought. Yeah. I know they, they, a way to revive the Empire, maybe. 
Yeah. Like, you know, a whole bunch of more soldiers. Like, right. But you really want a growth period of a couple hundred years before they really become, uh, you know. Right. So, all right. Baby battalion. Episode two, Mando gets away. <laughs> what follows are kind of Cowboy Bebop style. Some episodes that have a little bit of arcing story to them, but really not. Um, they go to the village on the, I can't even remember what the name of that planet is, but it turns into basically, uh, instead of seven, there's only two, but it turns into the seven samurai, this magnificent seven, um, where yes. they've got to protect the village from the invading force or whatever. I mean, he's car, car dune. Yeah. He get car dune shows up for the first time. And I'm pretty sure that episode was just to introduce her character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that and that maybe a uh, maybe love interest for Mando with that one chick, but it depends on if we ever see her again. Right. Um, cause he does talk about in that episode, leaving the child right until the, the very end after they've repelled the forces of evil or whatever. Yeah. And the bounty hunter almost takes the child out, which I'm pretty sure is against the order. I don't think that they, I think they want the child alive. Well, mm, remember I, the yeah. the bounty hunter bot said that um that oh, yeah, he was one of them dead. Him. Yeah, he's yeah. gonna kill him. And he said that you get a lesser reward, but you still get the get, reward. Yeah. Okay, so it was alive or dead. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, so we get that. <laughs> sorry, we had a little. I don't know what you call it, but anyway. <laughs> um, so we definitely get this. Sin- I mean, Cardoon. Definitely offs that guy at the last second. I mean, you know, kind of a deus ex machina. Because, honestly, that guy shouldn't have been seen at all. He was in the woods, very covered. He could have easily just popped Baby Yoda, the child. Like you said, though, she was trained to be a destroyer of... of, um, Yeah, the shock trooper. I can't remember exactly. I think think it's shock (laughs) trooper. but um, Or heavy trooper or something like that. Uh, So we go to... Do we get to the... The prisoner episode is that is that next or is that a uh, couple down the road? Prisoner episode was like five or six, from what I remember. Which what was okay? Wait, four, four was the introduction, wasn't it? Gina Carano, yeah, uh, for the yeah. So five would have been well, what was after three. That. Three uh, is what God, we've been talking about because we're merging three and the two. Sin. Yeah, we did merge three and two. Yeah, the sin is where where he gets where he got the. the well, the bounty hunters all come for him. Oh, okay, so that was three. Okay, so the first three are major story. Yeah, yeah. so after three is when you get into whole Mando okay. on the run. Right. Yeah, the... Yeah, the Sanctuary. That's the name. That's where Gina Carraro comes in. Um, so, was five the prison break episode? Uh, let's I'm, find out. I thought it was six, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I'm not really... I don't quite the remember five... Was five. Wait. The gunslinger is where. You... Oh yeah, where the rookie. Yes. Okay. And that's the one where they hunt that woman in the desert. That was uh, uh, Ming. Ming Na Wen. Yeah, Ming Na Wen. Yeah, she played um, Fennec Shan or something. Yeah, like Fennec Shan. I really hated that they killed her. It's like her character was awesome. Yeah. Right. Like I was kind of hoping, especially because it's Ming Na Wen. Right. Uh, yeah. You watch. Uh, Agents of Shield. Agents of Shield. She's been in a ton of martial arts movies. Okay. Uh, she was in. I absolutely hated her character in uh, Stargate Universe, which she I don't think. There. I think all ten people that have seen that show. Yeah. Um, hey, no. Stargate Universe. <laughs> I mean, you're one of the ten. I am too. Um, 
I loved the Stargate shows until mm-hmm. Stargate Universe, you know, yeah, basically shit the bed. Um, no, I agree. Every every series has that one though. That one well, spinoff that shits like, the bed. What was the Scott Bakula Star Trek series? Because that's the one that jumps Enterprise. to mind. Enterprise. And actually, if you look at that, <clears throat> it didn't. The time Enterprise came out, uh-huh. you know what else was really big at the time? What? Torrenting. Oh. That's where they're that's where they lost their their See, I just uh, views was torrenting. I didn't wind up liking that show all that much and then a few years later I felt vindicated whenever Futurama had a George Takei and Scott Bakula <laughs> interaction where George Takei looks over and goes way to kill a franchise Bakula <laughs> right. like, well, yes. you, you gotta understand what killed that franchise if anything did was the whole time travel thing yeah. that's what messed the, the, the what they called the was that that fourth season no they did the, they did the whole um, war after the first season like the second season on through was dealing with the um, parrot, the whatever war the thing that attacked the, the Earth, yeah. I remember that, uh, whatever, it was weird. So, it yeah. got really weird. And that's yeah. what, to me, killed the show. And it was one of the yeah, first, it, it, honestly, that was one of the first, and we were way off topic, yeah, that tried to sense. have an overarching season yes. story. They did. Uh, whereas the other ones just episode, by, were just episodic. Yeah. Um, way to go, Scott Bakula. <laughs> um, but, uh, I mean, he's on another third spinoff. Well, with, yeah. with uh, what is it, the New Orleans? Yeah. Something New mm-hmm. uh, CSI. CSI. Yeah, CSI New Orleans. Yeah. It, ain't, it ain't half bad. I like it. I, I mean, don't know. I want to watch it just because it's in my home to be state, fair, Scott, back then, we all loved Quantum Leap. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Best show ever for the 90s. Yeah. Was it 90s? I thought it was late 80s. That was, that was around the time yeah. of MacGyver and stuff. And uh, Dean, Dean Stockwell pre-Battlestar Galactica. Oh, pre-Super Douchebag and Battlestar. Absolutely, yeah. We're going to have to do a Battlestar episode just because oh that's an yes. amazing oh, series. Um, Which one? So, right, yeah. I say if it was the original. The not 1980. Um, and not Caprica. Caprica. I didn't, I didn't care for yeah. Caprica at all. I got into Caprica a little bit. Uh, it was just, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, we're yeah. off topic. So we got the Gunslinger <laughs> episode. Yeah. We've got a bunch of episodes with the Mandalorian that – I don't know. The the Mando shows his tactical side in that episode because he realizes they have to cover a lot of ground with someone who's actively trying to snipe them. Right. Yeah. And Ming he, nah, when. Yeah, and he thoroughly eats shit because his, <laughs> yes, I mean, his speeder gets shot out from under right. him and then he's like, well, great, got to finish this one off by myself and like run the rest of the way. Yeah. And I felt for that whole episode too. He knew that he was being led on to an ambush, but he just played, he played the game. Yeah, yes. he played it. Um, Along the same similar lines with the prisoner, mm-hmm. the prisoner episode, De- uh, yeah. Bill Bill Burr. Is that his distrust from a life of bounty hunting, or is that his distrust from being a Mandalorian and basically I, having your home planet and race nearly annihilated every couple hundred years? I'm pretty sure it's probably both, um, because we do find out actually that or, he's sorry, not actually a Mandalorian. Yeah, I say, or your religion, I should say. He's a foundling. Yeah. Um, but it's it's probably just the bounty hunting aspect where, you know, he's probably been stabbed in the back so many times that he just knows it's coming. Uh, fun fact about the uh, the Prisoner episode, the weird chick, the Twelic chick. Yeah, Natalia Tenna. Yeah, who is Tonks from the Harry Potter series. Yes. And, uh, uh, was it? I can't remember her name in Game of Thrones. Osha. Yeah, Osha. Yeah. And I forgot she was yeah. in the Game of Thrones because yeah. I've not seen... Yeah, I got yelled at for probably a good, not yelled at, but text at 
for probably a good five minutes by my sister because I have not seen Game of Thrones. And then you're just like, well, it still means I haven't seen season eight. And she's like, well, that's okay. That's <laughs> yeah. I have seen just bits and pieces of that. But anyway, uh, that, that the prisoner episode was actually kind of fun where we get to kind of see more of the seedy underside of, of this galactic. Yeah. Cause it was world. like a whole, basically like uh, just to quote some Obi-Wan here, that whole space station was a wretched hive of scum and villainy. Right. We've got Clancy Brown. I forgot. That's right. He, he was, was the red big dude. guy. Yeah. Uh, and then Richard, Io, Io Day, yeah, Io Day, who is zero, who's the uh, the droid, yeah. Um, which I mean, he's been in plenty of stuff that people recognize. Oh yeah, um, he's kind of like that, the I, the it guy, the IT guy. Yeah, he's yeah. kind of like him. He kind of looks like him. I'm pretty sure he is in that show, the IT crowd. Oh, it is. Yeah, he yeah. totally is. Um, also, the watch, a few other movies here and there. The like, watch that was yeah. the that was ben just uh, and. The remake of uh, The Burbs, wasn't it? I don't know. The Aliens and the... I mean, kind of, actually. Did it, did it have Jonah Hill in it? Yeah. Jonah yeah, Hill okay, I know exactly. Color. That one, I mean, yeah, it's pretty much just a remake of The yeah. Burbs. Um, but yeah, we kind of get a more of a seedy underside. It definitely, you knew everybody was going to betray everybody else. You oh, just yeah. knew it. Um, and especially towards the end of that, where... He knew he was getting screwed over, and he knew as soon as he left, he was going to sh- get shot down. But he had called in the Republic. Yeah, you know, he had activated that tracker as he was landing, and then as he's leaving, the Republic shows up and just annihilates everybody. Right. Uh, and it was just awesome. It was just uh, <laughs> wow. You know, you you could really see that he was like, "I'm going to get screwed, so let's screw these guys." Um, Which that whole episode was great when he starts hunting them down one by one. And he leaves the mist. He leaves them on the prison ship too. Mm. So like the ones that he goes there with, they're still there because it always cuts out. And you think like, oh, he killed them, and then you just see them in the prison cell at the end. You're like, okay, well, he didn't kill them. That's awfully. <laughs> well, nice I kind of didn't want Bill Burr to die anyway. I didn't either. I definitely want to see him pop back up and, he was, and cause problems. He was kind of <laughs> badass in that episode. Kind of. And like until he was getting hunted, then he was like, oh my god, what did we do? Right. Um, He's every slasher flick that releases the bad guy, and then you're like, oh, I think we fucked up. Yeah, um, right. That was definitely the look on his face. Uh, so, all right, prison episode, he releases the the uh, ex-colleague, acquaintance, somebody he's yeah. worked with before, I don't know, right. bad dude. And has to kill him anyway by the end of it. Or, or no, yeah. he brings him back. He right? brings him to, he gets his it's money. Just he blows him up. Yeah, I mean, well, Kinda. he... The, he the directs rep- the explosion to yeah. them. The, so uh, the X-wings come and absolutely destroy the place. I did like seeing the X-wings, you know, X-wings yeah. in this, um, knowing that they're out there and they're still, you know, running around. And, and if I remember correctly, the X-wing pilots in that were played by directors of some of the episodes. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, I'm not a hundred percent, or at least writers. Uh, let me go back. I can because I know a lot of the directors. Because I was, <clears throat> well, I didn't watch this over the week. Like I should have. I did actually bone up on it as much as I could. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do get the, by the end of that episode, we get the first to see, the first time we see Carl Weathers again in a hollow message where he's basically begging Mando to come back and yeah. that everything's fucked and that they need help 
and he doesn't care. You know, what, you'll be brought back into the fold. Right. Just come back. Is this is this before Giancarlo Esposito's character it, came in? It is. He doesn't it come is. in until the end of the uh, Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah. Um, Which, my God. Uh, yeah. His introduction. Exactly. I love Giancarlo. Uh, Giancarlo is an awesome You're right. Actor. Exactly. And that's who I am uh, thinking should be the Magnificent Bastard this week. Because, I mean, if you take a look at his resume, he's got Moff Gideon. He's got Gus Fring from Breaking Bad. He likes to get blown up a lot. Uh, yeah, he actually, we'll get to that in that episode. We're going to talk <laughs> about there's a very clear, to me, almost Breaking Bad like the, the, uh You were right, by the way, the X-Wing pilots. Uh, Trapper Wolf was Dave Filoni. Uh, yep. Jig Dodger was Rick uh, Fem. I'm going to butcher this, Famunwia. Who directed episodes? Actually, um, I mean, and then uh, Sash Ketter was Deborah Chow, who I know directed two of episodes, I mean, two of the episodes. So yeah, yeah, you mentioned Dave Filoni. I'd like to give him a shout out as a magnificent bastard as well, because magnificent bastard runner up. Uh, I, I'm going to consider it a tie because all the right. dude did help give us Rebels. I mean, uh, he, well, he does I mean, a lot of writing for. If all you're going to do that, stuff. the creator was Simon no, Kinsberg. No, <laughs> you know he you created know Star Wars Rebels. Yeah, and Simon said, Kinsberg. No, I feel like I need to kick him in the nuts. But see, that's the point. Is like just to say that would be like somebody like I like Joel Schumacher's movies after Batman and Robin. It's like no, you don't. Like I mean, <laughs> you do. Some of them were okay, but it's like there's enough bad in that resume to just knock him out of contention. I think there. I think I found our Batman episodes. We would just run down through some of the movies, but uh, that more on that later. <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted to, to clarify that. Yes, he. Uh, you yeah. were right about the. Uh, yeah. The directors playing uh, so, pilots. All right, that's so we'll, fun. We'll give Baloney the runner-up, magnificent bastard Giancarlo. I think still takes the cake. Um, so seven, the reckoning, and I know we had eight. We had eight to the to the episode. Wow. Um, we, we had eight to the season, and a nine episode nine is the start of season two, which we won't get until sadly this fall, maybe with yeah. all this corona and whatever. Corona is bad. People are dying. Uh, stay inside. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. And not to mention, economically <laughs> speaking, it is. Have you guys heard that god awful wash your hands song on the radio? No. Oh, don't I listen, to the, listen radio. to the radio. <laughs> My kids love B97 and I absolutely just well, yeah. hate it. Uh so all right, we got the reckoning. Um Mando comes back to the planet where mm. grief right and grief in, Apollo Creed yeah, is. inevitably leads into a uh yeah, no, I was totally going to backstab you, but... <laughs> right, like, he totally is like, you know what? I, I was going to turn on you, but I'm going to kill these two guys that I'm with that are going to kill you, yeah. and I really want you to help me now. Yeah, <laughs> this little child saved my life because I got attacked by a... God, the equivalent of a rack from Borderlands. And, <laughs> um, and now that makes me have a complete change of pace because having a little child you tried to murder save you really. can we talk about his parenting skills he just <laughs> leaves the kid on the ship 
That kid, in the very first time you see the kid on the ship, he's taking knobs off of shit. Oh, You're yeah. going to just leave him on the ship? <laughs> no, he's going to be okay in this closet or whatever. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I feel like it's just like I left 20 credits on the on the dash. Go get yourself a pizza. Right. Get yourself a pizza and rent a movie. What? <laughs> <laughs> the block, go to the blockbuster around the corner. There are blockbusters on this planet. They don't know that they tanked on Earth. No rated R movies. Okay. <laughs> right. Um, Leave the adult section alone. No goodness. I mean, technically, he's fifty, so it's <laughs> it's right out. True, true. That um, I don't know. Like I said, we don't really know much about that. Yeah, but God, there has to be a lot of age restrictions in the Star Wars universe for that kind of stuff. Different, different kinds of age restrictions. All right, right tridactyls. So, you guys can't rent a porno until you're. 300. Right. Yeah, so you're 300. Wow. Twi'leks, you have to be at least 50. Like, I don't know how long some of these races are. I don't know. Like. I'm pretty sure you could just go buy a Twi'lek when you were, like, two. They're yeah. pretty pretty much used for, like, sex slavery. And there is a very strange... Uh, I don't even know if they ever address that after the fall of the Empire, if the whole slave trade still goes on. I'm sure it does. I mean, I'm it's, almost it's like, positive. Trafficking's probably going to go on all across the galaxy still. Right. Um, but... It's like, how big a thing was that before the Empire took over? I don't know. It seems like all the Twi'leks were, like, at least the females, they were all either strippers or prostitutes. Yeah. Well, you know, I know we had a couple, in the, especially in the Legends books, we had some that were Jedi, Dark yeah. Jedi, stuff like that. And Jabba didn't exactly, like, Jabba's palace scene kind of cemented that in our minds, though. Well, his yeah. little crony or whatever was a Twi'lek male. Whereas he yeah. fed the Twilight yeah. dancer to the uh, the uh, Rancor. Right. Um, oh, she didn't get the steps down. Like, what are you going to do? Like, <laughs> not to mention, have you seen some of like the, the statues and stuff for Twi'leks? They're very, I'm going to say sensual. <laughs> well, a lot, of, a lot of them were, like you yeah. said, dark um, Siths or dark Jedi, as you want to call it. We don't actually, actually, I don't even think we get a Twilight character that wears a lot of clothes until we get Hera in Rebels. Yeah. Hmm. And surprise, surprise, they're Kanan's totally with her. Because, right. I mean, while I don't know, because it is a cartoon, we can't really say they were boning, but we do find out that Hera was pregnant and and had Kanan's baby, so they were totally boning. Uh, hmm. I don't know. I guess the Twi'leks are just the equivalent of Brazilian belly dancers here. They're just sensual and sexy with their head tails. Um, yeah, I, got, I don't the know. The head tails throw me. I think that's what they call them, head tails. <laughs> I think, well, I mean, because it's weird. Like, the females always seem to have two, but then the males seem to have just the one that yeah. kind yeah. of acts like a scarf. Right. I don't know, because uh, the, the, one, the one that Jabba had definitely actually had two, because you could see it coming. But they were wrapped around, yeah. like you said, like a scarf. See, I, I couldn't remember, because I never really looked at the back of the but dude's the, head. Bib, Bib Fortuna, I believe. Is the yeah, name. Bib Fortuna. Uh now, here's the weird thing, because I did look the Twi'leks up just to see if they were just basically the slave labor, slave sex labor. Uh, Twi'lek men have regular ears, while Twi'lek women have cones. It's weird. Huh. They have cone ears. I don't know. And they cones go... Wow, I never noticed that. Yeah. It's, if you ever watch, you see a female, they have these weird cones. But you see, when you see Bib Fortuna, he has ears. Yeah. I don't get it. Huh. But... And even in, I think, Rebels and stuff where you deal with Hera's father and stuff, he's got ears and she's got cones. Hmm. It's just one of those weird things that they've carried over across the decades. Hey, well done. That's 
That's continuity right there. Right. Um, <laughs> Twelks, let's make sure the men have ears. Fuck the women's ears. We don't want to do with that. So, is the rest of the episode of when they get back to the planet after they heal, or after grief, heart grows three sizes that day? Right. We did actually kind of skip over, because he goes back and he gets Gia Carano, Cara Dune. Yeah. He gets uh, Keely. Right. Queely, whatever. Uh, we also find out that Queely fixed the IG-11 yep. and turned him into a nanny bot. Which is hilarious, because now his directive is to protect the child. Right. Which with, is cool. With extreme prejudice. Right, <laughs> like, and he does. <laughs> and he takes care of the child. He, he does. does. He really does. And, again, Tika Watiti. Uh, Tika Watiti did direct. He only directed the final episode in the season. Okay. Because I thought he did two, but he only did one. Which, good for him. It's the one that he uh, finally gets to do what he always wanted to do. And what is that? Blow up. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, so we get the, we do get kind of attached to IG-11. Yeah. Um. Even so much so as when they're escaping, and that I might be jumping and going ahead and yeah, jumping into the second, in the final episode. The, the, the final episode. But uh, when he does his his honorable sacrifice, yeah. uh, you feel bad. You well, kind of feel for it. He gives a speech right before, he doesn't does. he? And I'm like... And we are jumping ahead because we didn't even get to the part where we finally see Mando's face. Yeah. Mando gets in, so. in the escape... Because after they find the client from the first episode, uh, that's whenever you get that, like, they find him, and they're confronting him, when all of a sudden he just gets blasted through the damn wall after getting and we a get contact from Moff, his superior. Yeah, Moff Gideon. Who has clearly seen this situation playing out, surrounds the place with a battalion of stormtroopers. Um, so and kudos for the three of them, or the four of them, uh, keeping on it uh, and being able to kind of keep them at bay. Uh, let's also get into the fact that uh, they're trying to send the child back to the ship, which I don't even know why they right. didn't take, take took him with him anyway. I just left him on the ship with IG-11 and told him, hey, if things start getting hairy, go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Keely dies, Queely dies, right. gets shot. By the two stormtroopers on the speeders. Now let's get into probably the most hated characters yep. in all of Star Wars who were played by... Jason Sudeikis. And who was the other one? Whoever was the other one dodged a bullet because like... I'm pretty sure he was another comedian. I'm pretty sure he was too. Oh um, wait, Adam Pally. I don't know, but Jason Sudeikis... I swear to God. Even Second City released a statement where it was just like, we have nothing to do with him anymore. Like, right. <laughs> um, Jason Sudeikis, your wife is hot. He's yeah, married to Olivia Wilde. Wild. Um, I want to punch you in the throat for punching the child in the bag. I know it was a robot. <laughs> I know it wasn't real. I still want to throat punch you and possibly kick you in the balls. Uh, which he's only reflecting the attitude of 99.9% of the fandom. So you might meet one person out on the street who's just like, oh, I thought you were all right. Like, that's <laughs> Yeah, I thought you were cool, Jason Sudeikis. No, you're not. Go fuck a pine cone. I don't know. Uh, 
Yes, I, hmm. I, I don't care to see anything he's in now. I mean, <laughs> that's a bit extreme. I don't. I, I'll get over it, but I'm still not over it now. Um, I do forget from time to time. I'm like, oh, you punched Baby Yoda, you good evil man. Um, so yes, the whole punching of the the child. And I think we're also starting to get into, um, because what was it? The IG unit saves baby, saves the baby, saves the child. Right? The IG unit saves the child. But um, at this point, Mando is also getting wrecked. Well, wrecked and lectured by Moff Gideon. Who oh yeah, knows everything about everyone in that room. Actually, tells says his name because mm-hmm. up until this point, it's just Mando. Uh, I can't well, remember because the Mando calls it out too, where he's just like Moff Gideon's dead. No, he's alive. He was he was there. It, the it had to be Mandalore. him. Like yeah. it had to be him because he knows my name. Right. Um, you gotta understand also when Moff Gideon came in, they dropped a lot of lore, like a lot of canon. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, the black the black saber. Well, wait, don't don't yeah. get ahead because I was kind of okay. saving that. Right. Because that was at like the first episode where my jaw dropped. Mm. The last at the last scene of the last episode, mm. my jaw dropped. Okay, um, I'll let that rest. Because <laughs> like I had to explain that what that was to people. Okay. Um, I'm just gonna look up real quick. Uh, Which Mando's? But Moff Gideon clearly doesn't dick around. Oh no, no, like, not Pedro Pascal. And that's one thing I absolutely love about the character. He was ruthless, like. He clearly knew he had the upper hand. I don't think he was expecting the murder bot to come in on nanny protocol and start slaughtering everything wholesale. Okay, and we find out. So Moff Gideon knows Mando's name, and Mando's real name is Din Jaren. Yes. Um, and we also find out that that name died when he was taken in by the Mandalorians mm-hmm. who rescued him as a foundling. And then I want to go back to Moff Gideon, um, the actor, um, Giancarlo, um, what you were saying earlier about how he was being ruthless. And that's how Giancarlo is on all his characters. Yep. If you remember back when he um, was in Revolution, that's an old one. That, no, I remember that. Yeah. I didn't do that one. It was, um, it was about, about a world that had um, released nanites, and they basically killed all technology in the world. So people Oh, where it kind of went back to, like, homage. Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. Okay, I and, think my um, dad watched that. And his character, it's funny because his character in, in that show started as an insurance salesman and became basically a general. And he was mm-hmm. just as rude. Basically, when I saw him playing um, Moff Gio, I was comparing the two characters because they were basically almost the same character at the way he executed it. And then so. isn't he, because he's also uh, uh, Gus, right? Yeah, he was Gus in Breaking Bad. I know and he also, was a bad like, guy, but I didn't fast get that food. Fast food restaurant manager by day, drug ping, drug kingpin by night, and Jesus, will he make you, like, just fear everything that he touches. Um, See, which he's also in The Boys. Um, he is, yeah. Yeah, he is the head of Vought. Oh, that's right. So he is, yeah. I so mean, he's, he's just touching down everywhere right now. Oh, yeah. Like I said, and, rel- relevant main and supporting cast. Exactly. Um, <laughs> exactly. Like, and not to mention, they cast perfectly for that because the rest of the episode is quite clearly like, even though his plan is not going the way he wants it to, he's using every advantage he has to try and make sure it does. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, he uh, 
well, after they escape, you find out he slaughtered the rest of the Mandalorians. Well, I mean, after they escape, you find out he slaughtered the Mandalorians, except well, yeah, the armorer. The, yeah, the quartermaster lady, yeah. Um, which she gives, they, okay, so Mando gets hurt. Bad. He's dying. Mm-hmm. All right. Queely has turned not only IG-80, I, I almost said 88, IG-11 into a nanny bot. He's also a nurse. Mm-hmm. Sorry, excuse me. Mando's dying and refuses help because of his creed. He looks at IG-11 and says, no living thing can look upon my face. And then IG-11 points out, I'm not alive. Mm. So we get to see Mando without his helmet. And in true Kylo Ren fashion, when he took the helmet on, I went, oh my, off. I went, oh my God, put it back on. No, 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 no. Right. No, put it back on. I'm sorry, Pedro Pascal. Just, no, you look better with the helmet on. Um, Because when Ben, when Kylo Ren took his helmet off, I went, ah, no, no, no. That needs to stay on at all times. Um, We do not need to see your face. You get those dramatic helmet reveals in these movies, and and it never pans out. Like, because every time someone takes their helmet off, my first thought is Return of the Jedi Darth Vader. Mm -hmm. Like, scarred. Um, Has anybody seen Really Pale? Chasing Amy? Yes. I've seen that movie. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, I can't remember. Uh, Hooper X, the the guy that wrote the, I'm not going to say the name of the comic because I know, I know the name of the comic and it's horrible. But it's a militant <laughs> Black Panther guy. You find out he's super gay. Um, and he's doing the whole Star Wars thing and how it's all racist and everything in oh, the very yeah. beginning. And uh, he talks about the removing of Vader's helmet. And he's like, Nubian God. And you take his helmet off and it's a crusty old white man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So, yeah, those big dramatic helmet reveals after Return of the Jedi (laughs) in Star Wars have been basically like, oh, he was just sweating and had a little bit of hat head now. (laughs) Like... Just, Ky- or, well, Kylo Ren was just like, oh, he had a lot of hairspray on because his hair looks fine. Like after he takes right. it off. Whereas the Mandalorian, when he does, like he's battered and beaten under there and he's been sweating his ass off. Like that's what the dude should look like when he takes exactly. The off. I mean, it was more of a realistic helmet remove, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it was just like, oh, oh, I don't know if they can fix that, dude. Right. That's that's fucked up. Uh, keep <laughs> yeah. that on at all times. <laughs> so. So yeah, the IG saves them. They go through the underground, find the the weird astromech that's kind of just a rowboat. Yep, a rowboat and on a lava stream. Yep, or a lava stream it was a lava right? stream. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming that was like the tunnel of love for the Mandalorians, oh, like uh, as far as I can tell. Right, like uh, it's like come take a ride on the lava stream. <laughs> it was definitely interesting, and then of course we get the the heroic, very kind of uh, heartstring. Sacrifice of IG eleven. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They get they get to the armorer. Man, Mando gets his insignia mm. and a jetpack. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I say the IG sacrifice. I know. Like at first, I'm like, God, why do I feel sad for a damn droid? And then. As soon as he blew up, I'm like, oh, but he got what he wanted. <laughs> like, it was just refreshing. It's like, he did it exactly. Wasn't, it wasn't the emotion I had with K2SO. 
Yeah. Because K2SO, in my opinion, is the greatest droid in all of Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Sassback bot. Oh, God. He's so awesome. All right. Um, still, like I said, my favorite, favorite. And that, that's kind of what I'm really excited about uh, a Cassian series. It's mm. more K2SO. <laughs> like, I love that sarcastic son of a bitch. And Disney's number one actor they go to, Alan Tudyk. Uh, should come back. He's just kind of everybody's number one actor. He just kind of, he just does it all. He really does. Like, especially all their voice work. He shows up everywhere. They, like, every time they do something. He was, he was the chicken in Moana. He was the chicken in Moana. He was Sonny in iRobot. Yeah. Um, King Candy in Regular Ralph. King Candy, the Duke of Wesselton. Oh, yeah. And then the mayor of Weasel Town. Yeah, and then, yeah. (laughs) Duke Weaselton in Zootopia, yep. Duke Wesselton and Frozen. Yeah. Right. Like, he he gets to do everything for Disney, just like Jon Favreau does. I so. think, honestly, they they there's a web series he has with him and Nathan Fillion where yes, it's basically that. kind of exactly like where art imitates life. Um, how Nathan Fillion kind of did better. You know, he kind of went on and people know his name and nobody knows Alan Tudyk. Um, and it was kind of like that, but at the same time, it was Alan Tudyk was the main character. And I never did get to see that series, but I want to watch it. Um, I'm pretty sure it's a web series. It is. But, uh, yeah, he's just so, he's in every, like Transformers. Hmm. He's a character in Transformers. He He shows up in everything. Um, and he's one of those really just hardworking people. So he'll probably be in season two of The Mandalorian. Like, it hasn't been announced yet, but like, right? uh, just give it time. Okay, so we get to the final showdown with Gideon and Mando. Gideon is in a TIE fighter. Yes. Um, every time somebody flies a TIE fighter, it just doesn't work out. No. no. Uh, Poe and Finn, they, yeah. didn't, they didn't work out. Which... Vader, even Vader with his own very own personal TIE fighter, that didn't work out. Which the weird part is, is like everyone's on the ground, and for what he knows, the Mando doesn't have a jetpack, so now it's just like, the fuck happened here? (laughs) Which, by the way, incredible aerial duel that is just like jetpack versus TIE fighter. Good luck. And then we get to see Gus in truly Gus fashion. He does get Gus. Because... (laughs) When it happened, whenever he attached the explosive, I'm like, wow, man, Giancarlo just likes to have characters that get blown up. Like, there was that moment right? where I'm like, he's done. And then he even looks up and goes, no! And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, he just got gussed real hard. Like, uh, do you guys remember uh, Sons of Anarchy, the blonde guy that fought with uh, Tig? He, he yeah. was a son from another group. Yeah. He tried to come briefly, over. Him and briefly. Tig had some fight. You think it's about a woman. Turns out it was over a dog. Mm-hmm. Okay, that guy was in the shield, and he got accidentally blown up. Yeah. So when they killed him off in Sons of Anarchy, he steps on a landmine, and the next words he says after he steps is like, not again. And he blows up. It's what I kind of felt like with Gideon. Okay. Um, Because I knew that, like, even though I didn't watch Breaking Bad, and I'm probably going to catch all kinds. I don't watch. I never watched Game of Thrones or Breaking Bad. But... uh, Right. Yeah. I say, it's like when he when he steps out of the TIE fighter at the end when you find out he's still alive, I almost half expected the camera to pan around. He's missing like half his face like he was. <laughs> so he just adjusts his collar real quick and then just plops down. But instead, 
He exits the TIE Fighter. Yeah, and I'll definitely let Rayshon touch on this because I know oh, he no. has. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, yeah, well, you guys can tag. You guys well, can tackle the we can tag the, We can tag team on this one because in true Mandalorian fashion, where they like to leave you with your jaw on the floor, Moff Gideon exits that TIE Fighter with the Darksaber. Now, my friend, John, that is usually the one I go to, called me to ask me what the hell that was. Wow. <laughs> and I actually had to give him, because I've watched yeah. the animated, and he hasn't. The mm-hmm. only Mandalorian Jedi. Yeah. So I had to explain that to him. Um, last I knew, that was given uh, in Rebels. Uh, Sabine gave that to... Uh, I can't remember who her who ended up. She handed it to the leader of the Mandalorian mm-hmm. nation. Oh, yeah, Mandalore. The, uh, I think that's just the title the leader takes on is Mandalore. Right. right? Yeah, the Mandalore. Mandalore is the title. Yeah. So she gives it to the uh, the one woman who becomes the Mandalore. That just opens up so many questions. How the hell did Gideon get it? Is this one of those instances where they're cherry picking something yeah. from the animated stuff? Right. It was just see why I, does Gideon have a lightsaber? The dark saber. Yeah. Uh like I just I don't understand. Are we gonna see Mando have it? Are we gonna see Baby Yoda have it? Um another thing we kind of we kind of glossed over was uh the armorer basically telling Mando. Uh, oh, yeah. You saved this child. He's yours now. Yeah. yeah. Find, find this kid a home. Either like, find this kid a home or raise him like a foundling like you were. So, like, so now he's either got to find this kid's people, yeah. which so, is amazing because, like I said, we don't know dick no. about and, this race. No one does. And I kind of also want to jump into wild speculation on Moth. Oh, Absolutely. Um, I was kind of figuring that's what the end of this would be, which is wild speculation. Because we have a couple of casting uh, announcements and then... So, is he a Mandalorian? Was he a Mandalorian? I don't think he was, because I think it was in a different planet. A Mandalorian traitor. So, in... in, in, Oh, we're talking about Gideon. In the canon, um, the Black black Dark Saber was passed on from... um, from son to father, or from father to son, depending on when they, whenever they, they prove themselves to be a leader. To be the Mandalore. Yeah, to be the Mandalore. So, I mean, it could go either way. He could be. I mean, but like, like, like was said earlier, it was given to the first Mandalorian Jedi. So, well, right. not given. It was built. Okay. Because I mean, that was one of my things. I don't yeah. know if you've listened to the Star Wars episode before you got with us. Um, but my, that's always been my thing: is you're not a Jedi until you've built your, your own, own lightsaber. lightsaber right? right. So the the only Mandalorian Jedi he built that. So right. that thing is old, right? Um, and obviously still works. So I mean, good on him for <laughs> quality, very <laughs> right. good quality. Because um, I don't know if you remember how many Anakin goes through in Attack of the Clones. But I'm pretty sure it's a couple dozen. Right. <laughs> he sucked that lightsaber. <laughs> he sucked at everything. Um, right. And say it's, you know. And uh, the fact that they did actually get Hayden Christensen to come back and do voice work for when Ray got knocked out and yeah. all the Jedi talk uh, just infuriates me even more. 
because it's the one thing that he's not good at, and it's talking. I I was happy to see him back, if only because it was... He's not a bad actor, but he needs a director. He needs to hone his craft. <laughs> he, well, he needs, like, a, like in Life as a House, he was a, he was good. Shattered Glass, he was good. It's like, he just needs somebody who is an actor's director. I guess so, yeah. I mean, a lot of a lot of them do. Well, yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, so he just, George Lucas was not that. No, By no. no. means, he was like, eh, the story will speak for itself. People sit in the seats. You just guys do what you there want. There you go. I don't know. One of the other, I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. go ahead. You. I was. I was just going to mention. It wasn't necessarily about um, the actor there. It was about the. Um, we we talked about the 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 black lightsaber, but we also missed um, when we were talking about the, the the weapons. They showed. This is my first time ever seeing a vibro a vibro knife or yes, a vibro blade. Vibro blade. Yeah, yes. the vibro blade. Yeah. It's, the Mandalorians had those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't they first introduce those in the Knights of the Old Republic games? I think so. And I, they used them again in the Clone Wars and, and in Rebels. If right. my cousin Bo is listening to this, this will give him so much rage. <laughs> I love vibro blades. Yeah. This one's for you, Bo. <laughs> I hope you hear that, and I look forward to your angry texts. <laughs> Kind of like anytime what? I say anything about the books, and it is a pointed comment toward my friend John. Yeah. <laughs> and then also the uh, weapon that the Mandalo- Mandalore had, uh, sorry, that Mando had, um, his tuning, um, what t- was it a disruptor rifle, whatever it was called? Oh, was yeah. That, was, no, that was yeah. Disintegrator. Yeah, it was Because remember, unique. like, Vader and, uh, and in Empire, Empire yeah. Vader looks straight at Boba Fett and goes, no disintegration. Right. Um, that's what that he that's what he was talking about right. was that disintegrator. That thing was so cool. There are a lot of that was a lot of lore, um, weaponry and, and oh, things yeah. that were put into the, I mean super Star Wars nerds probably yeah. had gasms after seeing some of this stuff. Because I I spent like the entirety of the last episode after I picked up my jaw off the floor at the reveal of the Darksaber mm-hmm. trying to figure out just who the hell Moff Gideon was. Exactly. Like, like I have no he clue. He was present at the Siege of Mandalore. Yeah. Everything goes Shit. He knows a lot about the Mando, which they mentioned could have been gotten whenever the Empire destroyed the place. That's the thing. That's a weird thing because, as far as we know, he was just a kid. Yeah. I mean, just a regular run of the mill kid. Why does he so, know this? All this information about who Mando really is. Yeah. So, I mean, did he? Long lost uncle. <laughs> did he? Did he get the dark saber as a trophy? Like, because I don't think the Empire would have just been like, here, you take this. Right. I don't Well, that, not not to mention, he's supposedly dead. Yeah. Like, he's supposedly dead. So, there's a lot of mystery surrounding this guy. Like, I was wondering, like, did he betray the Mandalorian somehow? Is that what led to the downfall of Mandalore? Uh, Is that, you know, like, maybe he was, I mean, he led the siege most likely. So he had to have known a lot. Because right. to attack a planet full of Mandalorians takes a whole lot of balls. Not we, to mention, like, I'm pretty sure Mando lost his name when he became a foundling. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. That's uh, exactly. Why does he know his name? I mean, he looked like he was maybe six or seven. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's not like he had a whole lot of next of kin to be like, oh, yeah, no, I remember him. Yeah, was, you know, you pretty much see his parents get just eviscerated. So... Mm-hmm. His long lost right. uncle, That's maybe. Holy crap, Moff Gideon is his long lost uncle. <laughs> <laughs> I've been searching for you for years. 
I need you to sign this so I can have your inheritance. Um, okay, so we end it with Gideon coming out of the TIE fighter with the Darksaber. Mando is flying off in space either to train the child or, I mean, honestly, you can't really train the child because by the time the child is of age, Mando would be 400 years old. Right. Um, so let's just say, idealistically, he's looking for his people. Yeah, um, which would be awesome. That's where we leave it. All right, we don't get another season until this fall. Maybe, thank you, coronavirus. Yeah. Um, but we get uh, some Ahsoka though. Yeah, we've got some announcement. We get some announcements. Uh, Rosario Dawson, who is super the hotness, um, mm-hmm. is going to be Ahsoka Tano. Now, here's the thing: I need to rewatch Rebels, but the last time I remember seeing Ahsoka. She's fighting Vader in the Sith Temple. Rayshon can probably cover this one, I think, because if I am correct, Ezra bails her out somehow at the last second before Vader's about to kill her. I'm pretty sure that thing closed with the two of them locked in combat. Uh, I mean... I mean, does Anakin shine through a little bit and let her go? No, that temple that he finds where you can kind of go back and forth. Oh, yeah, okay. Time eras or whatever. Well, I see, I did read a thing. Because he considers trying to save Kanan with it, and they're like, no. Hmm. But let's just let that one go. Okay, so, and they did say that Ahsoka went with Sabine to look for Ezra. Hmm. I don't remember that. I remember that last episode, but I don't remember that. Uh, maybe I wasn't in the room. Maybe, I don't know, I went to go smoke a cigarette. I don't know. But I don't remember Ahsoka being there because as far as I knew, Ahsoka and Vader had locked horns, and that was it. Um, maybe Ezra did go back, use that thing, and save her or what. But where the hell has she been? I don't know. That's a hard one to answer. Because, I mean, Rebels ends right as A New Hope begins. Um, right before it does. Yeah. Um, and then we've got... Well, does that mean we're going to get the answer in The Mandalorian of what the hell happened to Ezra? I Maybe. I would love to find out. Because, I mean, Ezra, mm-hmm. and it, especially... I mean, if we're going that route, maybe we're getting Thrawn. Oh, that would be great. Because Ezra and Thrawn disappeared... Together, yeah, some legacy of the empire stuff. That'd there. be awesome. Yeah. Um. Uh. And then, of course, with all that, they kind of cherry picked Thrawn. Yeah. They they put Thrawn through their own ends because I mean, with Thrawn in the books, it was definitely there were cloners and hmm. there was a clone of uh, Jedi who was now mad and yeah, that like, was just a very it was a good good book series and it it sounds all insane when I'm talking about it and you yeah. don't know what I'm talking about but when you read them you're like oh okay that's what he was talking about oh yeah and by the way they borrowed uh, what was it Han Solo gets a whole bunch of his smuggler buddies together for like a fleet they make a ragtag fleet out of a bunch of smuggler buddies to go for one final run at Thrawn's fleet oh that's right I don't know if that sounds familiar to you guys because instead of Han it was Lando oh yeah 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 Lando at the end of like, uh, except, Skywalker except Lando assembled the galaxy in record time no uh, shit like well, that was fast if I would have heard another broadcast and that, that they they going through all of that the the nebula and shit they had to go they right. that huge fleet got through it pretty quickly like and they all came through like that many ships yeah. 
They had a hard enough time just getting the one through that weird path. It was the force. Yeah, I guess so. So Lando's force sensitive. The thing that really screwed screwed with me on that, like, yeah, he assembles them in record time. Congratulations. Like, was it another broadcast? Like, I gotta admit, if I would have heard Lando coming on and be like, let's go kick the Emperor's ass together, I'd be like <laughs> Okay, like you had About me. It. You had me at hello, Lando. Like, <laughs> right. That's all hello, I'm Lando do. Calrissian. I'm done. Uh, whatever you need, dude. Whatever. You're still the coolest guy in the galaxy. <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so we also have with Rosario Dawson and becoming Ahsoka, which sparked some backlash because really? fans wanted the chick that voiced Ahsoka to be her. Um, have you seen her? I have not. Uh, I can't, well, I probably have. I just can't remember. I mean, I can almost picture Rosario Dawson just as Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka Tano. This other is a blonde-haired, blue-eyed, mid-50s woman. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it's just like, um... Wouldn't that happen? No. I mean, no. she couldn't pull it off. Especially because Rosario Dawson's awesome. Yeah, I don't well, know why Ahsoka, everybody's pissed off about Ahsoka it. Ahsoka would have to be older, but at the same time, I don't know how long her species typically lives. I don't even know right. what her species is. I know they go to her planet during Clone Wars, but eh, I don't know. Anything. I can't remember because that show is so long. Uh, yeah, it, it doesn't matter. We all love Ahsoka. And then the other big casting news that I, I just saw this today. And yeah. Apparently it's been verified. Uh, Michael Bain. So we got the OG Kyle Reese. No uh, As well as Hicks. I, I believe it was Hicks and Alien. And Aliens. Yeah. Before B. Which, by the way, Hollywood owes that man an apology because they murdered him right at the beginning of the next movie. <laughs> Actually, as of right now, for episode... He doesn't even get a line. You don't even see his face. He's just dead in a cryopod. <laughs> as of right now, season two, episode one, the only casts on there are Pedro Pascal, Rosario Dawson, and Michael Bain. Okay. Bain or Bain or whatever his name is. Um, I mean, this dude... Has a hell of a resume, though. Like, oh, yeah, stone, he's a huge he, resume. Yeah, like, Alien, obviously. He hasn't been in any Predator movies, as far as I know, but he gave us John Connor. Oh, Hope yeah. alive in the future, people. It's because of that man. Right. <laughs> Unless you've seen Dark Fate, then... I have not. Is it awful? Dark Fate? No. no I liked it. No, it's... It's just another... Another Terminator. Terminator, cranked, yeah, cranked out Terminator movie. Yeah. yeah, it's like another... I don't even know if it's supposed to be alternate universe or not. I don't know. Again. At this point, there are so many different alternate universes because we've got one where John Connor is uh, the Terminator Christian Bale. We yeah. got one where John Connor is that weird the Terminator face guy. timeline branches off like wider than most people's family trees. It right? just doesn't. The whole thing is a paradox. Doctor Who couldn't fix. I mean, yeah, it's it. I don't know. I've stopped watching because I just stopped caring. I'm so sick of Terminator. Oh yeah, I loved Ahsoka's. I loved Ahsoka's lightsabers and the fact that she she wielded two. Hell yeah! And even in the Rebels, she. Uh, sorry, uh, Ray Sean just was just showing me pictures of Ahsoka. Uh, but yeah, her white lightsabers, like you know, she leaves the Jedi Order but still makes new lightsabers. I mean, she's still kind of practicing. And she's right. still keeping up with and it. And white is not a normal color for a lightsaber either. No, they're usually Apparently, green. you have to be attuned very strongly to the force in order to have a lightsaber that be white. Huh. I read my research. Uh, I think that was what Cody was mentioning earlier because we did discuss. We had a discussion 
before I got here. Well, we 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 went out some. We went out to where we go with Riley and. Um, uh, was that was that your birthday? Yeah, it was, was my that, birthday. Yeah, when we were there. That was awesome. Yeah, because yeah, yeah the, I mean, see, I don't know. Like, I know a little bit of the lore, because uh, I remember in some of the legend stuff. Everybody had like a different colored lightsaber. There was that one douchebag Jedi that could only turn your lightsaber on through the force. And then they went to a place where yes. the force was blocked and he was basically useless. Um, yeah. And then they had the Corrin like Horn, <laughs> who was like pencil thin but yellow. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite lines from any of those books was in uh, I Jedi, which, which was Corrin Horn's book. Uh, he's kind of trapped in an alleyway. And all these, like, rogue Jedi and dark Jedi have kind of surrounded him. And he's like, there's a blue one, there's a yellow, or there's a blue one, there's a green, uh, there's a blue one, a red one, an orange one, and a green one pops up into black. Great. Every color of the rainbow here is represented. (laughs) (laughs) It was just one of those, one of those off-kelter things that I was just like, ah, he's right. (laughs) But, and then in the movies, we've only seen... Well, now, I guess, with Mandalorian, we've seen the Darksaber. We have seen the Darksaber. But up until now, we've seen red, yes. blue, green, purple, and yellow. Yellow. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to go ahead and say yellow because I got yelled at for saying it was orange. Um, even though I still think it looked more orange. Uh, my friend was, hmm. yeah, he saw it and was like, yeah, that's not yellow. Or that's yellow, not orange. Whatever. Go and you gotta understand also red is actually an artificial color. Yeah, the, the yeah. crystals are artificial for the red lightsaber, so Yeah, they the the Sith force their crystals right. into being. See, um, which I mean, turns them red. Right. They they shop off brand, it saves money. Right. <laughs> yeah, keep it going. Uh but yeah, the, the dark saber crystal, I wonder what that looks like. That'd be cool. Um the Kyber crystals. I mean, apparently there's only a couple colors, but you yeah. know, isn't that what the Death Star's laser uses as well? The Kyber yes. crystals, which yeah. is green, and then the uh, the Star Killer bases is red. Um, and a Star Killer base, they hone their solar energy by literally draining a star. Right. Which go you go to think after you've killed this star, you're just on a cold dead world. Yeah. Like they didn't really think that far ahead on that one. Yeah, they're just going to keep jumping it to different stars. And yeah. just like, so, yeah. all right, let's get into some wild speculation before we wrap, because I think we have been at this for a minute now. Yeah. All right, with the introduction of Ahsoka Tano, we're definitely going to see more Force-sensitive people, if not straight-up fucking Jedi, in this next couple, or at least some kind of offshoot of Jedi. I speculate so, that, yeah. uh, Especially with Ahsoka, because, I mean... She's not a jet. She left the order, but obviously she hasn't forgotten her training. Which makes her yeah. a dark Jedi by yeah. lore. Well, by lore. True. Even though she was does, totally not. And right. does this mean that recognizing the kid is force sensitive is what brings her around to them in the first place? Maybe. Um, I mean, it. hell, at that point, this kid could be trained. I mean, could totally be trained by her. Yeah, exactly. Like, actually have a teacher. And if that's the case... Are we going to see Ahsoka through the re- the season, the whole season? Oh, God, I hope so. Like, I mean, because of the way the episodic nature of most of, well, we had eight episodes in this season. Mm-hmm. All right. The first three were connected. The last two were connected. 
we had three kind of episodic episodes. I was are just, we going to get more of that, or are we going to get a full-on story arc? I was just thinking, and this is completely tinfoil hat territory, <laughs> uh, because please make this happen. It doesn't have to be this season. Um, can we get a Yoda cameo sometime? Like Force a Ghost show up? Force Ghost Yoda yeah. shows up to talk to Ahsoka or the child even. Yeah, even at that, where he's just like, hey, you look like this kid. He's just like, yeah, I know. That's why I'm here. You know, like that's a... Or even, Don't tell him I'm here. I've got payments. Or <laughs> even an Ahsoka Luke Skywalker meetup. That'd be cool with the Force... Well, no, that'd be actual Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Um, I mean, and then at the same... Like, we're, we're talking about this. This is about the time Luke is failing Ben. It would be. Toward the beginning of that, yeah. So we're right around that time where Luke has got a dozen Jedi train uh, Jedi apprentices that he's trying to train, right. and Ben flips out mm-hmm. um, because Luke's basically standing over him, contemplating killing him with his lightsaber on, um, which is totally understandable. My uncle's standing over me with a sword. Um, uh, it's time to go. <laughs> he had a bad vision. Yeah. <laughs> Bad trip, man. Don't eat the brown mushrooms. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean. There's so many different ways we can go with this, especially if it's going to bleed into 7, 8, and 9. I feel like it's More 7 to. and 9 because fuck you, Rain Johnson. I Yep, we already know I disagree with that. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to sit out on that one. <laughs> um. I am still mad with with um, Star Wars dealing with um, Ben Solo. The reason why I say this is because he glorified his grandfather, who was Darth Vader, who was Anakin Skywalker. However, we all know that in the old versions, before, once um, Luke had, had defeated his father, that his father turned into a Force ghost and was a good guy. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, how can Ben still... Well, I think I think he's been manipulated by Palpatine, but how could Ben still see his grandfather as evil when his grandfather is actually good? Well, I mean, I think that had something to do with Snoke and being seduced by the dark side. Did you see some of the uh, tossed concept art they had for Episode 7? They wanted Anakin to appear as a forest ghost, except the chaotic nature would have him, like, half-human... Half Vader? Yeah, huh. like, it looked bizarre. Yeah, I might have to look that up now. Because um, if he's a force ghost, he's... And it was supposed himself. to be the chaotic nature um, that reflected his life. It, it actually kind of reminds me of, like, the Percy Jackson books. Hmm. Because, and I, this is way off but, topic, but at the same time, it's not... When they get into the Roman stuff, hmm. the, the gods are having this same problem, where right. at one moment it'll be Jupiter... And then at the next moment, he's Zeus right. because yeah. of the chaotic nature between the two belief systems. So I can actually kind of picture this already. Oh, um, yeah. That's pretty wild. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure they scrapped it because it just didn't fit in with lore. Or yeah. you, you would know. wind up having that be like Palpatine's like, nope, made it up. Like, <laughs> right. yeah. It was me. Um, you know, I still love them robot chicken, uh, the <laughs> robot chicken Star Wars. Fourth quarter conversion to the light side. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, I I guess we're kind of, there's a big, huge sky that we can go to. Mando is flying off into space and with the child. Maybe the Imperials wanted baby Yoda's 
blood, DNA, whatever they were after out of him, so that way they could generate a stronger clone body for the Emperor. Maybe that could also lead into 7, 8, and 9. True. I mean, um, I don't, like, like I said, that's... Maybe they were trying to use it to maybe uh, stabilize Snoke. Yeah. Uh, well, Andy I mean, Serkis is, was so misused in that. Yeah, although, in all honesty, the way they put Snoke into it, you knew he was never Pretty much, yeah. You could kind of tell. Yeah, I mean, I never got that big a sense out of it. I'm like, okay, you were in this movie for ten minutes. I'm curious as to what your background is, but at the same time, I feel like if you were gone, I wouldn't miss anything. Pretty much. Wasn't Snoke a clone of Palpatine? I don't know, because, I mean, you get the, the Snokes in a jar when in episode. Have you seen nine? Yeah, I've you, had you it. get the Snokes in the jar. Yeah. I mean, you have it. Is it out? Yeah, 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 they put it Oh, on digital? digital? Okay. Yeah, they I'm gonna have to get that. I'm not. I'm not going to. Well, actually, I think if you wait, if you yeah, like, I'm just gonna wait because I'm pretty Disney. sure It'll like on Disney, like yeah, the third or fourth or something. I'm pretty sure I remember them announcing that. Um, along with upward, or onward, onward. Yeah, because I actually can't wait. I to almost see that. bought that. Actually, I want to see that. Yes, I've been really excited to see that. Instead, I watched Zombieland Double Tap. I feel like oh, yeah. it was a good decision. It was a good decision. Yeah, I did yeah. not think Zombieland Double Tap was going to be that good. No, Holy good. shit, it was awesome. Yeah. Um, we can do a whole episode on Zombieland movies now. Um, yes. So uh, we are starting to get... Uh, we're about two hours and seven minutes. So, And now we're just kind of in wild speculation. We're definitely winding down. Oh, yeah. So I, we should we wrap? Uh, what do we want to... All right, let's do this. What do you want to see with a new season of Mando? Rayshon, because <sighs> people can't see me pointing at you because this is an audio medium. Well, so since they've told such a great story dealing with the uh, Mandalorians, in my opinion, they didn't go too deep, but they didn't leave it shallow. Um, it's a good way to put that. It, uh, yeah. And, I mean, they, they are starting to talk about the Jedi, like you said. I, I, I think I want to learn more about Little baby Yoda's people. That's what I, I want. I, I'm kind of. I, mean, I feel the same I way. I kind of feel the same way. But don't give us too much. Yeah. Um, no. Don't give us. Don't give us even another being. Okay. Clues. You know, right. kind of like the way they were kind of setting up Luke, where there was a clue here and a clue there, and they hadn't quite found yeah. him. Uh, just give us a clue. Just a hint. Just enough to further the story. Okay, yeah. Don't drown us in Yoda's people because what made the child so great is that there are only a couple of these things that we've seen. Right. And we never saw a little one. And like I said, like you said with Farvaro, uh, I'm pretty sure Farvaro looked at baby Groot and went, I can make something cuter. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. And the other thing, too, I want to, since we are starting to delve into the force, I want to know about, I want them to talk about the Lord dealing with the Dark Sisters, and I'll be happy. Oh, the Dark Sisters of, uh, what was yeah. that, uh, Dothmir? Yeah. Oh, they were cool. I would love uh, that. Yeah, so, which, Dothmir, which gave us Darth Maul. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And uh, what was it, uh, his brother, something savage. Uh, savage Oppress. Oppress, yeah, Savage Oppress. Uh, that was cool. Um I kind of, I kind of feel like that with the same with that. Uh, I, I kind of want to know a little more about the people, but not too much. Cody, what I am. 
I definitely want to know about the people, but since we've seen so few of them, are they, and they're all seem to be force sensitive, all the ones we've seen, mm-hmm. are they just beings of the force? Like, are they, I don't know. Like, I, it doesn't even have to be a great explanation. They don't even have to touch on it. Really and another thing much. is, it's like, why are there so few another that thing, we've seen up until now? Where did this one come from? Exactly. Like, I have a feeling Yoda's behind on some child, child support payments. Right. Like, I swear, I'm pretty sure Yoda went and, because the other one on the Jedi Council was a woman. I'm thinking Yoda was was tapping that behind right. the scenes, like, I, tell no one we can, you know? Yeah. Um, died on Coruscant, I did. <laughs> right? Um, and then the Darksaber stuff. I want to know yeah. how Gideon... Acquired the dark. Saber. I say that's my big thing. Is I just want to know more about Moff Gideon. And so what? It doesn't. Even, I don't even care if his plan gets fully fleshed out. But I want to know what the next step is for him. Like, what is his? What is the goal he had in mind once he had the child? Because you know that's not the end of it. No, he has something planned. Yeah, no, he's definitely coming back. He's definitely gonna be in the second season. Oh, absolutely, oh, yeah. especially with the way they left it. Yeah. Um, right, and and he's got to kill somebody. Of course, somebody that we've already seen. So either Cara Dune, or does he, or grief, or Apollo Creed, or um, somebody they're introducing? Uh, ooh, maybe he's got a dark saber. Really, and like I don't see him killing Ahsoka. I mean, I, if Dave, Vader couldn't so kill Ahsoka, see, well, I don't see this goober doing would, it. He would have if Ezra hadn't interfered. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. So, um, it's open. It is open. I mean... I will be so pissed if, if after everything Ahsoka goes through, a well, scumbag weasel is the one that offs her. Yeah, but the dude's already shown that... He's an intelligent scumbag weasel, but still a scumbag weasel. But powerful. Like, what? not to mention, how did he get that Darksaber? Did he best Mandalore in combat? Like, I, I Which feel is like about the only way to get it, it unless he took it off of a dead body. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he could have just had them bomb everything and then went and picked it up, found it later. You know, went straight searching for it. I am always highly cautious of when you have huge casting in a show like uh, Rosario Dawson. Exactly. I mean, why don't we look at Game of Thrones as an example? Because Pedro Pascal was the Red Viper of Dorne. Yes. Uh, before he. The Desert Prince. Now, yeah. see, now you guys are just talking gibberish to me because I don't know. Yeah. Oh, when you watch that, when you watch that season, that was one of the better seasons of that whole show. His character was absolutely amazing. He was freaking vicious. He was he was incredible. Like he brought so much to that role that, like, as soon as they cast him as the Mandalorian, I'm like, I'll watch it no no matter what. Like, see, I had no that. idea who he was. Um, and he's the, he's gonna be the bad guy in Wonder Woman 1984. Is he? Yeah. I thought that was supposed to be... Um, well, Cheetah. Sorry, she is, yes. But he is Maxwell... Was it Maxwell Lord or something? I can't remember. He's he's in the movie. He's talking about Maxwell. Like, yeah, Ma- I think it's Maxwell Lord. Yeah, I think he's I mean, Zeus. Yeah. I think so, that character is Zeus. I don't know. So it looks like I he's... I bone up on my DC. Yeah. So he's, he's going to be in Wonder Woman 1984. Like, he's popping up everywhere now. That might be coming straight to digital, too, so... Uh, which is upsetting. It needs to make all the money so we get more. Like, as long as it's good, well, I guess. You know, we can get Bloodshot on digital. <laughs> I'm not playing. I saw it today. No, yeah, I did too. Bloodshot? It's available yeah. on digital now. Oh, avail- oh have, you haven't seen it? Seen I haven't it? seen it. Otherwise, See, I don't know dick about, because that was in a whole realm of image. comics. Yeah. Image, yeah. 
I didn't really get into Image until I got older because Image were kind of like the no-no comics when I was a kid. So I could read Marvel and DC, but I couldn't touch Image comics. Um, but, yeah, Game of Thrones had a habit of casting big-name actors to yes. murder them as soon as they could. Yes. Well, I mean, Sean Bean. Well, he dies uh, and everything. He's Jason walking. Momoa. Yeah, I mean, uh, okay, can I, if we can be just clearly honest about Sean Bean for a second, he's a walking spoiler. <laughs> he kind of is. You at see least, him, at you least know he's going to die. When he didn't die in Jupiter Ascending, I'm like, oh, this movie must be a little longer. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, so, I mean, hell, he's good at it. He even says he is. I'm like, do what you, I mean. He's not taking roles where he dies anymore, though. Not yeah. Like, like, he's supposedly not going to be, he's, he wants to live through the movies and the roles now. Uh, but, yeah, uh I guess time will tell, really, honestly, when we get to a new Mandalorian. Um, but the coronavirus has already screwed up our original yeah. slate because we were supposed to have uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. And then... Uh, WandaVision. WandaVision. Loki wasn't supposed to have until next year. Yeah, so Loki was next year. Ooh, that I, I'm missing one. Uh, is, is Moon Knight's not on that roster. No, that's yet. way uh, later. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, we were also supposed to get... Um, the Eternals. Wait, Black Widow got pushed back, didn't it? I don't know. I, I think it did. I'm pretty sure, because it was supposed to come out May 1st, and hell, our kids aren't even allowed back to school until, like, May 1st. So... For now, at least. Right? I don't know. Trump's wanting to do everything by Easter, which is dumb, but whatever. That, well, <laughs> it's the whole keeping the economy open for business, basically. Because, yeah. Well, I know. <laughs> Rexon looks like he's in physical but, pain, not well, to say yeah. anything. I mean, I get it. <laughs> and uh, the recovery, at the point when everybody goes to work, the recovery's just started. Right, like... like this is going to... Once all this is said and done, everything is going to go... I mean, the seats are going to be filled. I'm going to the movies. I'm going to go watch at least six movies in the theater. Oh, yeah. Because uh, I miss the movies. Um, but... We are way, way done. Yeah, so. We're pretty much wound off of our topic altogether. Yeah. Uh, I am Kegger with uh, with here, and this is... Ray BG. Ray BG. I like that. That just rolls off the tongue. That's why I'm just going to Ray BG you from now on. And... I feel like the person who just followed Hendrix at Woodstock. Cody. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. I am, I am Cody. That's... The ginger. Exciting as it gets. Yes, the ginger. Uh, rate and review us on Podbean. We have a, a Twitch account. We have, which I, I have we done anything with that? Uh, I did a little bit of Rocket League on it. But yeah, it's right in the nerds on Twitch as well. So I need to get on that, um, especially I might, with. I might do a little bit more Cuphead. I think I'm going to Borderlands. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. I'm yeah. thinking I'm going to Borderlands, especially with um, Love Guns and Tentacles coming out. <laughs> I can't wait to see Wainwright and uh, and Hammerlock yes. get married. This is going to be oh. fun. Gage is back. Yeah, for that. Um, I Dude, as an NPC, but whatever. Yeah, um, I absolutely loved Wainwright. Oh, Wainwright uh, oh. Jacobs, he's awesome. Oh God, yeah. Uh, we also have a Facebook profile, which we are still trying to flush out because it's kind of weird. Because I did post those pictures, but mm-hmm. I can't see it when I go to the web to the page. People have liked them. Yeah, like, like yeah, some people like can them. see them, but like, yeah, I, I like can't. Them. I like them yeah. both. 
Because you have I, the beast and you have... Yeah, um, and then Chris uh, Claremont. Yeah, my Chris picture Claremont. with Chris Claremont. I, I finally made you both, like, admins or editors. Something or like that. Yeah, yeah I, we should be able to see more, but still, I can't see the posts that I put up there. I have a hard time with it as well. Um, yeah, it's weird. Maybe I'll get on the computer and do it, do it see how I do. Oh yeah, uh, but like like and review us on Podbean. We like uh, we're we're still trying to flush out this distribution thing. We're still relatively where we're on episode six. Yep. Uh, yeah. So we're six episodes in. That's six weeks of work. Um, and by work, I mean just us sitting here gabbing about. Yeah, and this was <laughs> this was one of those occasions where it was a topic where I didn't have anything all too rageful to say about something. Right. It was just kind of a ride along. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We I listened to the the X Men episode and we don't we don't hate on that one in much. I mean, we hate on the Dark Phoenix and and Simon <laughs> Kingberg, Dick whatever his name is. Uh, He's like the Joel Schumacher of the X Men films, right? I like he kind of is. I'm not taking it back. <laughs> I'm sorry. I liked Batman Forever, but that was the only one Schumacher did that I liked. Um, I mean, yeah. And I'm pretty sure it's just because Jim Carrey carried that movie, <laughs> right? But uh, like and review us. We are writing the nerds, and uh, we'll hit you with some more possibly quarantine info and listening pleasures. And uh, and next time, I don't know what we're gonna do, but you guys have a good night. Yeah, have a good night, everybody. Have a good night, everyone. Should do the Edward R. Morrow. Good night and good luck. Stop.